the bones to tell your story. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Dame DeLorean, Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. You need to grow up and get high, my nigga. Oh, you know what? You're fired, bud. Come to my fucking door and I'll fight you. Oh my God, yes. Lots of weed. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Recalcitrant boomer. Dope smoking. You'd like to smoke dope? Ah, uh, get these charged. You're Back in the bowl, aren't you? That's that's where we're at. <laughs> Back at it for another one on a token Tuesday. It is currently in FEMA Region 7, 9.26 p.m. on September 13th, 2022. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm DeLorean. And you're listening to episode 189, a bowl after bowl. That's right. You, the bowlers, are in the bowl. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome back. Find a comfy, uh, whatever. There's some bean bags over there. Pillows. Uh, veg out in the hot tub. That's all right. Whatever you like. Whatever you like. Yes, welcome to everybody listening uh, out there in No Agenda Nation on the No Agenda stream. Also, everybody on the Bowl stream, which you can find at stream.bullafterbowl.com. The and, bowl is uh, lit. We are lit. We are lit on that live item tag. So you can listen to us live in CurioCaster. You can listen to us live in Podverse. Fantastic world we got going on. So it's, uh, it's that new live son of a bitch stuff, you know. This is a new live son of a bitch. Gotta love it. Keeping it lit and keeping it lovely. Because what else are you going to do on a Tuesday night, you know? Spark one up. That's right. It's the, uh, it's, it's the way you go. That's what you want to do. Spark one up. We spark one up. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. It's been a fun week. Uh, everybody's on the edge of their seat as Sir Lavish is eastbound and down. Mm-hmm. Heading his way. Uh, heading this way. Heading his way toward our way. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's bullward bound, let's say. <laughs> yeah. Bullward bound. And uh, a couple other bowlers bullward bound. We're going to have a big meetup in Kansas City. It's going to be fun. Yeah, this Friday. Cotton Gin coming out. Woo-hoo. He is uh, westbound and down as we speak. We're, we're all meeting in the middle, you know? That's what I love about uh, the, the heartland is you can meet in the middle. Yeah, the crossroads. Uh, Pfeiffer's coming up. Yeah, Pfeiffer. going to be a good one. It's going to be a fun time, man. Hell fun yeah. time. I uh, invited some other local friends to see if they'll... See if they'll come out or not, whatever their schedule is, you know. Yeah. You know how friends, friends are, they're like... Flins. Oh, flins. Flins are flaky. Yeah, but that's all right. But, uh, what you catch do? them eventually. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, uh... It's funny, Lavish texted me saying, like, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't do a promo, and I was like, man, I should have texted you earlier and been like, I just decided not to do one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I was just sitting in the middle waiting. For the world to change, I guess. <laughs> it's like I, I too am sorry I didn't do a promo. It's the both like, of you. <laughs> literally, like everybody should be sorry because that's how many people didn't do the promo. Every single person on earth. <laughs> yeah. 
Nintendo Pro. It's like, uh, you know, I had a little bit of time, kind of, to come up with like an alternative plan that could have got the holy blessing of uh, the Meetup's website. And yeah, I was just like, you know what? Like, I already climbed that mountain. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe the next one, you know? They don't, they don't want my Meetup. Maybe, maybe the next one. That's all. I just like, I got too caught up. I'm worrying here. I'm zooming over there. You know, uh, for me to pull off any of these things is a miracle in and of itself. And so I'd like, it just, you can't do a double miracle. The miracle already happened and was rejected. So, yeah, the miracle is how many bowlers are showing up. You know, like I could have, like I probably could have, like, done a promo and just snuck it in and, like, would have just got played probably. But, I just didn't feel right about it. You know? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like... Mm. Especially after being reprimanded yeah, about the the meetup it wasn't really itself. A, it wasn't really so much a reprimand. Okay. As much as... Uh, not posted. A blockage of my cockage. It was all it was. Oh, we don't like those either. Yeah, whatever. But that's okay. I'm not... I mean, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. We live in a society. It's going to be a bowl schemes meetup. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, the bowling schemes meet up. At or the, behind the bowl. Uh, what we're talking about, uh, if you're in the Casey area, or if you're not and you want to start driving right now, uh, you can make it by Friday. We're going to hit the Green Lady Lounge up around 6-ish, 6 p.m. And uh, <laughs> we're going to hang a rang out there. Now, there is, <gasps> brace yourselves, there is a $5 cover charge uh, to see some live jazz music at one of Kansas City's best jazz lounges it's like the tops okay so it's gonna it's gonna be five bucks i'm sorry about that i know it's a little awkward we're in kind of an economic squeeze five dollar cover charge somehow inflation missed uh the green lady lounge i think as far as their door cover because i remember friggin you remember salsa night like 10 11 12 years ago and it was still five dollar cover yeah at the that blue was a Fugu, decade ago at the old blue for yeah five dollar cover man like some places it still exists. That's the way. Uh and yes, also <laughs> you gotta be twenty one to go in there too. So there's no reservations. It's kinda first come, first slurve. So that's why we're aiming for six. It's kinda like early ish, you know, enough, I think. But uh we'll see. See what happens. We'll kick it. We're playing it by ear. Very much so. And yeah, we get to show lavish a good time with a Kansas City time, you know. Hell yeah. We're gonna show him some barbecue. Yeah, first thing. We gotta show him <laughs> Okay, so right when he gets here, we're gonna go Jack Stack. Is yeah, like kind of the move for for first timers. Um, don't even give him our address; just give him Jack Stack's address. <laughs> meet, us, meet us at the freight house, man. Put a blindfold on. And meet us at the freight house. Uh, follow your nose to the smoke smell. Oh, so good. Then, I also want to actually smoke some baby backs because I got hella baby backs in the freezer. Hell yeah! They were on super sale. The old price chopper, so I grabbed some. I would do that too. I'd do it up. And I still haven't, like, I'm such a fucking shit communicator, right? Like, I haven't asked anybody, like, what their arrival time is or, like, who's going to be here for what, however long or why. Like, I have no idea. It's just all going to unfold, you know? Yeah. But I'll I'll, I'll reach out. I'll, I'll figure it out this week. I've just been, like, mommying lavish. Where are you stopping tonight? <laughs> Make it there good. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> now make sure you wear a sweater. It's getting cold. <laughs> Change your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> drive safe. Yeah, I've only said drive safe once. I'm like, okay, that was enough. I already <laughs> said it. Okay, drive safe. That's so funny. 
especially as like a parent, you know, the whole like be safe, be careful, be careful. Or take care. I thought about that. It's got to be the most useless thing you can ever give, tell somebody. Be careful. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Be careful. But I say it all the time to my kids. Be careful. And then when they get hurt, I'm like, well, I told you, now be careful. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Man. Just not helpful. I just say to my kids, hey, if you keep doing that, you're going to crack your head open. Oh, my God. Which is equally unhelpful. Yeah. Well, it sucks being able to accurately predict the future sometimes. That <laughs> does. It's not fun. People think it would be fun, but really it's just... Time traveling's tough. It's uh, just irritating. It's irritating because nobody listens anyway. So what's the point? What's the point? I don't know. What's that all about? What is that all about? It's a great question. But yeah, we're stoked. Super stoked. Super stoked. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a brilliant week. Uh, we will do a in-person Bulls with Buds with Lavish. Potentially, I don't know, I, I think Thursday night. We haven't had the time to really discuss the itinerary. And we also kind of are all sort of a loosey-goose uh, when it comes to planning, I think in general, because anything, you know, you don't want to get, get too regimented or too stressed out about like what the fuck's going on when, you know, like you just want to have a good time, enjoy it, soak it in and kind of play it by ear, get here, take a breath, unwind, decide what the fuck is going on after that. But I did put in the feed uh pending live item for, for a bowl with buds for Thursday evening. Cool. Just know that that is totally up in the air, like subject to change at a whim so if we do nail down the time i will uh try to put some kind of a toot out and i will change the feed at the very least so will you i will okay cool i will at the very least change the feed i promise once we get a time nailed down uh or maybe maybe we'll just say oh yeah that's fine nine on thursday's <laughs> fine just leave it as it is yeah um i don't know it just depends but the only place you can really surface or see those upcoming shows, to my knowledge at least, is CurioCaster right now. So if you are looking at Bull After Bull in CurioCaster, um, I'm not sure if you can see it right now while we're live, but you know, throughout the week, if you look at the upcoming shows, it should show you uh, that. So if you see the time change, then that means we've made a goddamn decision. If you don't see that, then uh, we're still thinking about it. Whatever. Whatever, whatever. Um, fun stuff happening this past week. We had a, we, speaking of bowls with buds, we had one with our seat sitter. Yes. Who had joined us. I mean, it's been like, I feel like it's been ages since we talked to him. I know. We, it does feel that way. We talked to him on an abs in a six pack on dreams, Twice. dreams like 2.5, right? Yeah. We did dreams two and two and a half. And, um, yeah, just, I was like, we get his butt back in the bowl. Um, I feel like we had him in the bowl after the dreams too. But it feels like so long ago. I just, they all like, run together, man. Yeah. You get back here behind the curtain and the room starts filling with smoke and you're like, what's going on? I'm not sure. And I kind of measure things by the last big meetup, the Nashville meetup. Yeah. Pre, and I'm like, oh, pre -Nashville, you know, post -Nashville. two years ago. Wait, that was February? What? Yeah, it was only seven months ago. That part's kind of crazy, too. It feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. It really does. But uh, yeah, that was a great episode. We talked a little bit about uh, getting his butt onboarded. Onto Hell this yeah. whole lit uh, 2.0 shit. So you can now boost abs in a six pack. And uh, also, finally, we were doing some testing, and apparently, I grabbed the wrong value tag when I <gasps> uh, built the feed out. 
So I fixed that too. So now if we if you boost uh if you boost the episode of uh Surseat Sir, his split will go through <laughs> as promised. And he did get all the live item splits while we were live, but uh, Oh cool. Just on the other side. Who got the other ones? <laughs> well, Servo helped me find that out, but uh And you got it solved. Yeah, we we got it figured out. <laughs> wow, good work. Yeah, a little bit of uh you know Go team handle jiggling and such and such and whatnot oh yeah what can you do that's hilarious it's just like (laughs) this is what my chat really exists for like it's fun to just troll along and have fun but really it's for people to go hey fuck idiot like uh fix your shit (laughs) somebody literally said fix your shit uh seroma earlier today because the the topic was wrong yeah that's why i said will you to updating the when we're going live with lavish on a long enough timeline i absolutely will yeah <laughs> even if it's right when we're sitting our asses down mm-hmm. um so yeah that's just uh one more show that you're able to boost booster rooney which i think is uh really great um and i will say like it, it this whole um it was way more than just us that you know brought sir seat sitter onto this thing i know boobery's been working in the background for ages begging chris to get on there and a lot of people have, you know, told him he should do it. So really the biggest thanks goes to Albie for making it easy enough that he could just do it in one little sitting, get onboarded, and then give me his node ID. And it was as simple as that. So um Yeah, thanks Albie. Albie's cool. Albie's cool for getting uh getting the newbies on, which is really great. Um Mary Kate Ultra. Had an excellent sub stack. I know you saw that. About uh gifted program. I guess she was yeah. like inspired when we were talking about, you know, being in the gifted program. Yeah, that was crazy because it was just like a weird one-off uh, side convo we got into. Yeah, no, I know. I can't even remember and exactly how the, it came up. My up. memory is like so fuzzy and awkward and weird. And the whole thing is so weird. And then she had a similar experience. And then she dug into like the history of IQ testing and stuff. I'll definitely link her sub stack in the show notes because it was awesome i'm glad that we prompted her to uh go down that rabbit hole yeah i agree and uh the implications of what she was saying were really interesting too uh just like how long have we been tracked and studied and like how many of us and why and why yeah and is this a gifted program or special ed (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly Um, and then why don't they give you a straight answer like why aren't they why can't they tell I us? I think they're all coached That's, to just like, you know, not uh, interfere with the experiment. <laughs> it's con- disconcerting. Yes. Now, this is uh, a little Uh-oh. bit of a thorn in my side because Servo is posting a screen cap showing you getting half the split for this uh, for this past episode, which is just... Uh, now. See, now the value tag is updated to reflect... Uh, so receipt sitter split in my feed, which is, you know, the source of truth. So you can go to feed.bullafterbull.com and verify for that for yourself. I am not sure how Curiocaster is deciding which split goes where. Mm. But uh, when I fixed it and updated this split, I did make a pod ping about it. And, like, everything should be alerted. So uh, maybe that's a Stephen Bell question. Maybe that's a Stephen Bell question. I'm not sure. Steve. Steve, help. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, cutting edge here. Yeah, you know? so we're, we're running for scissors, man. Yeah, we're not running with like the curved tipped safety scissors or anything. We're running with like hardcore sharp tip fiskers, bro. Like the kind you'd trim some nugs with. 
Yeah. And, you know, we're just running. Night, day, doesn't matter if we can see properly, if we've had enough to eat, if we've had too much to drink or smoke. We're just running. Just keep running forward. Eventually, I don't know if we'll get anywhere, but we will look back behind us and we'll go, holy shit, remember when we used to be way back there? Yeah, exactly. Uh, fantastic. What can we say? Uh, new Ablecraft is out. Oh, very nice. Finally put one out uh, after the short show. That uh, really, very short show really took people for a loop. So I figured we, uh, Abel and I figured we owed people an explanation for that and uh, some updates and stuff. So I uh, also want to say that I want to start working with you on a separate project. Okay. Um, Will we make a podcast musically? <laughs> Will we make a podcast? No, I, just, I, would, I would like to just put the uh, like an album together, but. Is it possible without a podcast? We could, I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't tried one without a podcast, so uh, we'll see about that. I've never done one without a podcast. I'd do but, one. Uh, I'd like to add that. Yeah, I would too. I'd like to add that because th- there's things that you know we've had and thought about for many years, but I think it's time a to decade. really like <laughs> digitize them and put you know bring them to life, birth them. Yeah. You know, bring them forth into the world. Yeah. That's what I want. Me too. That'd be cool. Get in the, like, top 50 uh, value for value albums. Yeah. Make it in there. Top 100, maybe, is a more achievable goal. Who knows? Or not top. Right now, I mean, right now, I think there's 14 in there. 14, nice. By my last count, at least according to Curio Caster's uh, music tab there. Sweet. So, um, that's kind of what I use, or what I judge by is the official thing. Until I learn how to get into the goddamn <laughs> podcast index API, but uh, more about that later. Doing my, I'm doing my damnedest here, but uh, we'll see. That's all you can do. We'll see. We have a fucking gif of a homeboy at the fence at the RNC going, let me in! Just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just getting 401 to death, but... Uh, uh. Yeah. What else is going on? I'm, I tried to set the 3D printer up because, you know, I've been cleaning the bowl up. Which, I mean, made some progress. I put away, <laughs> uh, like, the big obvious stuff, like the the group chair green screen, and, uh, oh, we had that photo backdrop up for a long time that was kind of clogging up the space, so I put that away. Threw away all the trash. Nice. That accumulates. Things like, you know, show notes and mail and bills and shit that just pile up, so... Um, Empty glasses from water yeah. or whatever <laughs> that are just sitting here. Yeah. Empty bottles, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I was cleaning all that out, and then the box with the 3D printer in it was just, it was just like in my way, and I didn't have a really good spot for it. So I was like, fuck it, I'll set it up. And it was a little more involved than I thought it would be, honestly, as far as assembly. Mm. Um, and they also had the pre-build just slightly messed up, so I had to like actually like peel feet off and put them on the other side. And, oh. Uh, they like... They put a stick on backwards, basically, for lack of a better description. Wow. So, That's a good yeah. thing you noticed that. Well, I, it was like, it wasn't going to go together otherwise, so. Uh. It's like, <laughs> so there's bolts and then screw holes, right? And then only on one side is there a hole for the head of the bolt to go and rest in there. So I was like, why is the, like the bolts are flush on the left and they're not on the right. What the hell's the deal? And then I look on the other side and that's where the divots were to hold the bolt heads. So I was like, God, Jesus. I had to flip it around. What can I say? Pain in my ass. 
I had yeah. to ta- as I was building it, I had to take it apart two different times <laughs> and go backwards to fix oh. things. Ain't uh, that the way it goes? Yeah. Now I just need to get the uh, print bed leveled out. So I did like a little test print. Like my first test print was just this like X pattern that you print for a test, and uh, using the shitty filament that comes with the printer. And it's like printing all right at the corners, but then in the middle it gets like all faded away. Huh. And it's because the middle is just too close to the print head. So I have to like lower the whole thing just a little bit and uh, probably start my calibration in the middle rather than on the outsides. Basically, I started on the outsides, which I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like you'd think 3D printers would come with some kind of a manual that like walks you through at least some stuff. No. Not really. Wow. They tell you how to put it together, and then they're just like, good luck. Yeah. And then you got to go. I mean, now there's just fucking all kinds of resources everywhere else. So, you know, YouTube videos and and guides and walkthroughs and shit you can print out on Thingiverse, like just all kinds of resources. So there's not like there's a lack of resources, but I just figured like if I was a 3d printing company, I'd want my own like resources put in the box too, you know, but I it probably cost money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? So yeah, that's another fucking thing I'm learning to do that. I have no idea what, uh, what's going on yet. Yeah. Study, study, study. That's right. Study, study, study. It's, it's my fucking <laughs> life, you know, ABL always be learning. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Well, you know, yeah. Um, sorry. I no, I was to... just going to say, I wonder what we will have printed <laughs> like a year from now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, probably... it seemed so sensitive. I saw you like moving the head or whatever the goo comes out of. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like moving it quick and slow. And then like, is it jumping or not? Oh. Yeah. You kind of got to set it up real right. Yeah. The thing about real the right. print bread, the print bed is you got to level it not to the ground, but to the nozzle, right? And so as the uh, nozzle's moving it down, moving around on that print bed, you want it close enough that the shit will stick to the bed, but you want it not too close or else you'll get the kind of thin print action like I got, so. Mm, it's sensitive. Uh, yes. We want that shit to stick to the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's the theme. <laughs> you gotta stick to the bed. <laughs> the shit has got mm. to stick to the bed. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, the bowlers uh, have been sticking to the show, man. Hell yeah, we love the bowlers. We wouldn't even be here without them. We always want to thank them right up front as we get going here. This is value for value podcast, after all. So we put it out week after week, bowl after bowl, and uh, it's yours up front. Just with the caveat that uh, if you somehow find value in this thing that we do, or get value out of it. We ask you to return that in some way. There are many ways. And uh, a lot of people do it time after time, which is really great. We can keep our audience relative to a lot of uh, podcasts. We can keep it relatively small. But uh, there's still this value feedback loop where people are sending in clips. People are sending in stories. People are uh, getting inspiration for their own substacks, like Mary-Kate Ultra. You know, like... There's many different uh, ways that you could get and find value. And uh, the other thing we ask is, return that value in some way. So the easiest way is passing the bowl. You know, don't bogart it. Just pass it on. Maybe uh, 
somebody cool, you know? No one passing on to the no feds and spooks and bullshit. Uh, but just kind of like uh, what you'd do with a bowl, I- any other bowl that you had, you know? You want to just keep it all to yourself while you're lonely. You know, pass the bowl. And uh, that just kind of goes along with the first rule. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. Uh, also, obviously, you can return value all the way up into treasure via either the uh, PayPal cuck bucks that we do accept or uh, this new podcasting 2.0 value system that we are also excited about. So I want to thank uh, everybody who came in through the PayPal first, uh, starting with Mr. Dan Gehring. Yeah, Nam. Thank you. Also known as Nam, also known as Name Redacted, also known as Laser Eyes Tim Allen, also known <laughs> as Greg Daniels. Greg Daniels. Um, yes, he comes in with $10, and that's a monthly recurring Woo. donation, which we very much appreciate. It helps keep all the servers running and the bills paid and the web hosted and all that kind of crap. So we very much appreciate that. We also got a donation of $13.69 Ooh. from uh, Luke over on... Uh, no agenda social. All right. Thanks, Luke. Um, I don't want to say the full name for doxing purposes, or, uh, but he left us a note, and it's a bit cryptic. I'm, I'm not sure I get the meaning or reference, but uh, Luke says, Skits shit, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you. Thank you for that. Much appreciated. Like I said, the, the PayPal is set up to kind of pay all of the auto bills that we deal with uh, as far as the infrastructure the show is going. Uh, so we very much appreciate that. We also appreciate all these uh, fun boosts that come in in the form of boostograms, which you uh, have been hearing as the show rolls on. In fact, there's another one coming through right now. As we nice. go through them, I want to uh, go back to uh, one week ago when we were still doing the show. And um, I'm trying to find exactly where uh, I believe it's starting. Oh, yes. 5,000 sats uh, on Podfriend. And you said that was from who? Was it Seroma? Seroma. Yes. Seroma. Thank you. Appreciate it. It came through anonymously, but. Thank you for the value for value. I think you sent a text to Lorian or some sort of a message. So that was right after the show. In fact, I was amazed by it because A, haven't seen a pod friend boost for quite some time. Uh, so it's very cool that people are still using pod friend. And B, it came right as I posted like the live produced show. Uh, so it was like the moment you could get it in pod friend. <laughs> he, nice. He like uh, sent the boost. So 5,000 sets uh, from Seroma. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, C Brooklyn. Hit us with the 33-33. And he says, morning coffee with the bowlers. That was the morning after the bowl there. Oh, nice. Wake and bake. Love it, love it. And uh, then Abel Kirby came through with an 8888 boost before we even sat down to do bowls with buds. And he said, who's that Pokemon? It's their seat setter. Nice. Who's that Pokemon? Yes. Thanks, Abel. So then uh, we had a lot of boost, uh, boost cherry popping. Oh, yeah. During, uh, during the show. After the show, uh, Carolyn was the first to, bur- uh, first to burst. <laughs> <laughs> or the foos to boost, maybe. Uh, but the day after, 8888 came in from Carolyn 
had a curio caster and she said Pepe's seat sitter is so on point. <laughs> uh, and then just to make sure it worked, because curio caster has been, uh, I think, having some strange behavior on whether stuff has succeeded or in limbo or what's going on. So she also sent 8888 from Fountain saying Pepe seat sitter uh-huh. is amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Carolyn. Appreciate you, Carolyn. I agree. That was you, fun to make. You really knocked it out of the park on the <laughs> on the uh, Chris as a Pepe. <laughs> it just looks... It's hilarious. It made me laugh when I like step back and look at it. And yes. I was like, yep, that's it. <laughs> uh, one rational man sent us 100 sets at a fountain. He said, 816 represent. Go Chiefs. All right. Thanks, sir. Chiefin is something we do often around here. That's right. Uh, 444 from Starship Alves. Out of Fountain, who says, abs in a six-pack for life. T. Dudenhofer, that's Trent uh, from the KC Bitcoiners, who says, yo, 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 love to hear about new meetups. Oh, yeah, we're always doing new meetups. And then we had 100,000 from Servo. And uh, that was the boost where he discovered the split uh, weirdness. Mm. And he said, Sir Split set up. And then he was (laughs) like, hey, what the fuck, dude? And you're... You said a third of this goes to city. What are you doing? What are you, an idiot? And I said, yeah, I'm an idiot. And I changed it. Um, and then apparently it's still doing something undesirable or not uh, splitting Chris in. So I didn't know. I don't know what it's, what's wrong now. I knew what was wrong then, <laughs> which is he wasn't even in it. But I know you're half retarded. I am. Uh, I'm totally half retarded. So <laughs> it's probably my fault somehow, I think, even though it's not. I know you're half retarded. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, It'll work itself out. We'll figure it out. 3333 coming in from Addison. Woo! uh, CEO of Shitpost who says, cheers all. That's coming in out of Fountain. Also a test boost from Metis. Now this is my split from Metis Pod. Oh. And I wanted to mention that uh, Metis Pod's latest episode, we did this uh, cool story, a short story called Household Appliances. Um... I listened to that. That was pretty cool. Uh, Larry Bliner also lended his uh, vocal talents to it. And Gwyff, the King of Kent. So um, check it out. Yeah, Metis Pod. That was a, that was a really fun one to do. Uh, speaking of Metis, 15,069 sats for Metis out of CurioCaster. Woo! Boosting that city episode. And he just says, nerds. <laughs> okay. Oh, takes one to know one. Uh, <laughs> we love you, Metis. Uh, 1,011 sats from Test Toaster, who's always toasting tests and tokes and toasting and all kinds of stuff. Uh, this one coming out of Podverse. And uh, the note just says, Test Toke Toasted. Oh, um, yeah. And so it shall toast. 4269, that's our boy Harv Hat. Every time we get lit, he's there to uh, throw in the 4269, and we very much appreciate it. It's coming out of Podverse, and he left a note. And the note says, lit in Podverse. Yeah. A hundred thousand sats again from Servo, uh, who said, okay, seriously, does it work now? <laughs> and then uh, he sent a screenshot right away that seemed to indicate that it did not. So we will test and play and, and jiggle some handles after the show or sometime, sometime in the very near future. Uh, 3333 from Servo also. And he just says, test, this is a... Uh, boost clip boost. The return of the clip. Nice. Very nice. It's boosting me. I feel boosted already. Uh, 17,776. Woo! You know that number only comes from Boobery. Hell yeah. Uh, out of Curio Caster now. He says, 
If the great unthinking isn't in your inbox, what are you even thinking? Yes. And he's referring, of course, to uh, Mary-Kate Ultra's Substack, which you can find, by the way, at marykateultra.substack.com. And in the show notes. And yes, we will have a link. <laughs> but uh, marykateultra.substack.com, subscribe to it, shoot uh, into your mailbox. There's always uh, good, good thoughts and excellent art, you know. I love the combination of the two. She has always a, a pretty cool essay, uh, thought-provoking stuff, and then the uh, kind of digital art that uh, goes along with it. It's very cool, very thought-provoking. And uh, an excellent addition to your inbox. Got to get it. Uh, 111 from Servo. I think he's probably trying to uh, figure out what the hell is going on with this split, which I also am trying to figure out. So we appreciate everybody boosting. There were uh, two other boosts that oh, didn't thank come you. through your yes. hustle pad. Uh, Bowie Steed boosted 333, said tease. She also boosted 3333, said teased. Teasting. <laughs> teasting. We are teasting. Pfeiffer came in with 18,210 sats saying X10 smash. Oh, yeah. Ten times. And did you see C Dub's one oh one oh one? Boost, 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 boost. Not in my helipad. Yeah, that was a boost too. Yes. Thank God for the boost spot. See, now this is some strange behavior that I want to address right in the moment. Is some of these boosts that were missing in helipad tonight did come into my node. And I do have, uh, like, uh, acknowledgement from Thunderhub that they come in. So that part's okay. It's just, uh, for whatever damn reason, helipad, man. Yeah. Not letting me in. So I'll have to uh, troubleshoot that as well on my own. So it's just another thing I got to do this week. <laughs> Write it down on no the to-do list. No big deal. I got to... Get a new no big deal, pickle. Go to my next page on this fucking to-do list. There we go. All right, cool. Excellent. Well, thank you sincerely, though, everybody that keeps this thing running um, on the treasure. Yeah, I and, also uh, wanted to thank Fletcher because he's been sending me some rad art all day. Very nice. And I can't wait to use it. So. Fantastic. You see it in some thank upcoming you, bowls. That's right. You can submit art. You can submit all kinds of stuff. Yeah, pass the so, bowl. That's simple. All kinds of weird There's shit. All kinds of weird shit. And uh, you can also leave us a voicemail. Oh, hell yeah. Perhaps one of the easiest ways to send value to the bowl. Uh, every week, we have a first time I ever topic. And this week, it's the first time I ever saw a stoner movie. So if you want to contribute and tell us about the first time you ever saw a stoner movie, just pick up your phone and... Call 816 We'll play it. Yes, that's right. We'll play it. You can even text in if your boy's shy. You can send a text message. Yeah. And it will still arrive just the same. 816-607-3663. Many such bowlers texting in. Yeah, and send your uh, dick pics. Send your dick pics. And tit pics. Yes. 
Or could it be her massive stripper titties? Hell yeah. Could be. Never know until you find out. That's what a wise man once said. Uh, this is typically the point in the show uh, where we launch into the... Ah, yes. Building a node. It's a fantastic time to uh, grab you a node, but uh, more and more these days, it seems like there are more tools that uh, will allow people to get in, at least get their feet wet, and not necessarily rely on a node. And, um, we, you know, we discussed Albi before a little bit. Um, of course, we've had Satoshi's.stream for a very long time. Uh, there are these services you can onboard with Fountain as well. Uh, Fountain offers a similar service, and all those services also allow you to give any other podcast host a uh, unique custom key and custom value that they can build a split for you when you go on their shows. So you can be a guest and have a little split on other shows with those uh, solutions. However, we still always recommend uh, people node themselves up and get noted. And the reason is just the extra sovereignty that you have being your own bank and payment processor, which um, there's no cheaper way to actually do that than uh, running a Bitcoin, a full Bitcoin and Lightning node. It's like, uh, it doesn't even have to be, like the most expensive it could be is a brand new SSD with a brand new Rasp uh, Raspberry Pi kit that's going to run you between two and 300 bucks. But it doesn't even have to be that expensive. It could be on a uh, machine that you already have laying around and you just uh, throw a Linux install on it and uh, set things up. So it's a good, uh, it's a good thing to do and good thing to have. And, and I've had wonderful uh, results running various nodes. Lorian's running her node for uh damn. How long has it been? I wonder like, when did we, when did I build hmm. the raspy? And then when did you get the umbro going? I have to dig back in the uh, records. Has to have been seven months. Yeah, sounds right. Maybe yeah. nearly a year, something like that. Was it before or after Nashville? See, that's the t- <laughs> <laughs> that's the time stick, isn't it? The, the, yeah. <laughs> with which to measure everything against. I couldn't tell you to be honest. That's a good question. I want to say it was. Damn, it's like a coin flip for me. I was gonna say after, but now I'm really yeah, second no guessing idea. it. Yeah, but I was, don't know. It was super simple, the umbral, and. Uh, it's been like really easy to run. Should do some updates, and I've been good. I know you. I've been you, online. <laughs> I'm the one that's always like tinkering with shit and like then breaking and fixing and breaking and fixing. Yours seems to just do what it's supposed to do, just continuously. Yeah, well, you know, must be fucking nice. <laughs> Umbral, it's for your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. Yeah, I mean everything was super simple. Just you know. Install apps. It's got the pretty UI. Price action. Um, not really much to report. We've been wiggling at this same price for what feels like months. Probably is months. Right now you can get 4,914 sats per your dollar. Last time we spoke about it, it was a little over 5,000. So, you know. Yeah, right around 5,000. Still a good deal to grab. Um, you can still get a lot of sats for those dollars when you're filling your wallet up right now. Um, hash power and hash rate. 
is at an all-time high now. And what that means is the power devoted to Bitcoin mining is at an all-time high. So hash power is determined by like how many computations um, per second are going on on the Bitcoin network. All these computers are trying to come up with this random hash that falls below a certain difficulty percentage point. So in a nutshell, the way it works is um, when a new block is generated, the hash um, consists of several things, several pieces of information, uh, including including the previous block's hash, the uh, current time, but also there is a blank space where a computer can insert a random number uh, as this extra variable. And that random number determines the result of the hash of all of these inputs combined, right? And you have to get a low enough hash, uh, a hash that is lower than what's called the difficulty target. So the difficulty target will just be this number with a bunch of leading zeros, so it's really low. And then any hash you're trying to generate will by its nature be random. Like if you increment it by one, the result isn't incremented by one. The result is just a random number. So you're just trying to spin up these random numbers, random numbers all the time. Well, since we're at the peak uh, of the hash rate, all-time high of hash rate, what that means is there's more computing power going into mining Bitcoin than there ever has been. Um, more, more nodes are turning on. There was almost a 10% uh, difficulty increase at the last difficulty adjustment, and a new one is coming up, and it looks like it's projected to go up again. Let me see. Uh, oh, I think it just did, actually go up 3.4%. Uh, so yeah, it continues to rise. Continues to rise in difficulty. So I think that's uh, actually good news for the uh, the entire network. Um, my gut is that a lot of just like regular at-home miners are being turned on. Um, it's weird because in a bear market when the price drops down, a lot of these bigger companies that mine for profit have to turn a minimum profit in order to stay in business. Uh, so what's been going on is the price um, has gone way down of Bitcoin, and thus the profitability has gone way down in running miner, miners, and thus the price of buying a miner has also got, all these prices are kind of correlated, and they all go down at the same time. So what that means for companies is that they're like, trying to recoup any costs they can, and some of them are selling off or turning off miners. What it means for regular-ass people is it's never been cheaper to get a miner, and it's never been cheaper to plug one in and start one up. And I think there are a lot more just regular plebs that, um, you know, that it makes sense to plug in a home miner and just run a home miner for. And they don't worry as much about, oh, am I turning a profit and how much... How much is a kilowatt hour cost me to run this thing and all this shit, you know, like they just say, ooh, sats come in every, you know, sat number go up and it's like simple enough for them. Some people um, feel like it's contribute, you know, contributing to the network is value in and of itself. And yes, there's this cost, but uh, so other people have the mentality of like, yeah, I'm just buying sats, but they're KYC'd and I'm just paying for them in my electric bill. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways to think about it, but um, I think that in in this current environment, it makes less sense for large companies 
to mine more and it makes more sense for just your everyday user to mine a tiny bit and uh, I think that's why the hash the hash rate continues to go up even though profitability isn't going up I kind of think that's uh, that's the phenomenon we're seeing which is good for decentralization in the end it means that uh, um, it means that mining is becoming even more decentralized yeah that's awesome I think so uh, I have a couple um, updates for the Casey Bitcoiners. Next Tuesday, the 20th, we're going to be at Tanner's in Shawnee, Kansas. And uh, our good buddy Steve Sanders has a presentation um, to give to us. So that would be fantastic. Everybody come out to that. And then, of course, Blocktoberfest, we always want to mention on October 23rd. It's coming right up. Woo. Be like an open-air market where you can spend Bitcoin on all the kinds of stuff that... Uh, is available for sale. So there'll be tacos and beer. Uh, the Fizzolino truck will be there, by the way. We, I, I had this epiphany that maybe we wouldn't even have to worry about this license fuckery if we just do straight virgin drinks. Mm. So I'm gonna see what, what the, what everybody feels about that. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna have a meeting with, cause this is the thing. If you do alcohol sales and you actually sell the cup, then you have to be licensed. So you would have to be like, you could umbrella under a local business's license. Like we can umbrella under Cancun's license. We'd have to coordinate that with them. Or you could just sell wristbands and cups, which is a little more murky, right? Or you can just give it away. You can just buy the shit and say, give it away and then take donations somewhere else that are unrelated. But I thought about it, and I'm like, you know, even if we're giving away drinks, like, what are all these bars around the area thinking about, like, oh, those guys are out on the street giving away drinks, and I'm trying to sell drinks over here, you know? Uh, I feel like maybe the best way to go about it would just be, fuck it, just serve, like, three non-alcoholic options, still have the whole experience of the truck being there. Yeah. And then... People uh, get to see it and learn about it. That might be the, that might be the best way to go. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what the committee thinks. Okay. About that, but that was my latest epiphany. Yeah, that's cool. On the Blocktoberfest. I'll be there, hawking rocks yeah. and shiny things. <laughs> rocks and shiny things. Though. Jewelry, things I've made, crystals, the good stuff. Oh yeah. And you are, killed it last time. Yeah, it was so much fun. Are are they still taking signups if people want to be a vendor? Yes. Yeah, if you want to be a vendor, uh, reach out to me. Basically, the deal is there's no rental fee or there's no booth charge. There's no vendor fee. We don't charge a vendor fee. You can come and vend your products uh, for Bitcoin. So that's the caveat. It's like we are selling stuff for Bitcoin in like an open-air Bitcoin market. So if you're interested in that, if you're interested in stacking some sats and selling some wares, uh, surprisingly easy. So like even if you are... In the Casey area, and you're a vendor, and you're like, you know, I'll take Bitcoin for my shit. I don't know how. I'll help you. Yeah. We can help you get the how part. We can help you set up a BTC pay server or something similar and uh, accept Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, show up on, on the 23rd. It'll be a great time. Blocktoberfest. Yeah, win win. That's right. Futuristic. Uh, Ring of Fire number 13's in the books. Got it balanced. Just nice. Just after last Tuesday's show, in fact. So. Oh, cool. That was great. Uh, for 14, we're taking suggestions for capacity sizes. I think that uh, a million is what people are liking right now. Okay. But uh, feel free to chime in. We have a 
IRC channel too. Uh, pound ring of fire. Waffle fry ring of fire. Hashtag ring of fire. Whatever you want to call it. Rough. Except for it's spelled out, right? Capital three. Ring of fire. Uh, it is spelled out. Ring of fire. R-A-N-G of fire. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, fountain charts, man. We've been like clinging white knuckled into the top 10. That's pretty cool. So I think we peaked at six. We were at 10 right before the show started when I take a peek. So uh, thank you, bowlers, for keeping us up in them charts. Boosting. It's cool. It, it uh, It's it's a nice visibility thing where like other people like don't know what to listen to in Fountain when they're first signing on. And that's one of the things they hit is that uh, what's hot in Fountain. And then they can scroll down and see all the shows. It is so cool to see everything hop up and down there. I've seen we were in the best of company, like behind the schemes, uh, and, um, MMO, MMO, we're like, we were sandwiched between them for a while there. Yeah. We were all right next to each other. I, I saw planet that. rage today was like, uh, uh, on one spot above us. So it's just so cool. It's like the coolest company to be around, you know, like Kyron's value for value on Ablecraft was up there. I don't remember if it was episodes or overall. Yeah. But I saw it dancing around. Yeah. There's some cool shows up in there. And uh, Bitcoin is, I think, is number one right now. So yeah, that's just like Curry dethroned. I don't know what's going on, but it's it's wild. It's it's really cool. I think it's opened up a totally new, uh, I don't know, like feedback loop or another kind of measurement. You know, there's a tab on there now too for uh, newly value enabled podcasts. Ah, yes. So I was like, abs in a six pack. Yeah, there you go. Abs in a six-pack, go boost them, throw them up on that chart, man. Hell yeah. Get them charting. Get them charting. Uh, Demu player progress. I mentioned before, <laughs> we are trying to get API access returned. So my API account, I made one. I looked this up, actually. I made one in September of 2020. Wow. Like, it had to have been, like, right when you were able to make them, you know? <laughs> like the, the That's pretty much when the show started. September of 2020. So I have some old keys from way back then, but I've also since tried to generate new keys and I'm just getting 401 at every angle. And I have tried, uh, here are all the things I've tried. I've tried on podcastindex.org. There is like uh, some fields that you can fill out and paste your keys and secret in and do a test uh, test API calls from there. That 401s me. I have tried the Postman setup where you can download it directly there. They have a Postman environment and a Postman collection. It should be easy as falling off a log. Uh, I tried it. It tells me that the uh, XAuth is is either invalid or not present. Um, So that got me no good. I have tried some C-sharp libraries and some Node uh, NPM packages that are supposed to... Um, just take an uh, ENV variable and plug your secret in, in your key into something to authorize for your API hit. <laughs> that 401s me. Mm. I have tried so many damn things. So I'm thinking that it must be like faulty keys or somehow the keys are bad. Um, I don't also know if it's a special character thing. There are three different dollar signs spread out through my... Um, the, one of the hashes and I've tried it both escaped and non-escaped and there's just no difference. So I don't know if my fucking, if I just need to make a n- totally new API account or what is going on, but um, I don't know. 
the most hated on API account. That sucks. The one owned by me. It would be like that. So yeah, once I get API access and actually can return some shit, then I can start making more stuff in my player right now, but that's kind of where I'm at. I need to be able to access those items in order to uh, build stuff around them. But you've been chipping away at it. Yeah, I've got, you know, some minimal stuff. Um, just, you know, here and there. Uh, we just want, you know, I want to be able to go much further. And until I get around this, like, <laughs> API thing, it's just like, I can't, I'm trying to map all of the results, you know? And I'm trying to display all the albums or display all the tracks or, you know, like, everything else I want to do requires... It depends on that. It requires items to do them with, yeah, so... Uh, I have, uh, I'm in contact with Dave trying to figure, trying to figure out why the hell uh, I'm getting 401 absolutely to death. Uh, last thing on my notes was exciting. BTC pay server, uh, about a week ago announced a new product they're going to launch called pod server where you can self host your podcast and receive sats in a self, uh, totally self custodied way. In a BTC Pay server instance, which Ooh. I am very j- uh, jazzed about, um, especially if they have an import that fucking works. Yeah. Um, I have already spun up a Castapod instance on a Linode server, but um, I kind of am more excited about this uh, pod server product, and I want to get in and try it. And... Even if it comes down, I think if it comes down to, because if I'm getting Castapod going, I'm going to have to just plug it in episode by episode. And I think it might have to do with my feed is just too long, but it always times out. And I haven't been able to adjust the timeout or prolong the timeout. I've gone in and changed so many config files, it's not even funny. And it still just says, no, no, timeout. I'm trying to change the timeout from like 30 seconds to like five minutes just to give it a ridiculous amount of time to be able to process all what 189 episodes after tonight and um it may be that i just have to go and add them in one by one but that wouldn't be the end of the world because that would actually give me a chance to clean up the dirty ass feed that podbean has given me with all these like um the c data is like put into three different tags they're all the same it just looks awful it's just too many lines it's too it's too bulky so i really need to trim down the rss feed but uh yeah, hopefully we can just use that as a solution. Yeah, that would be cool. That would save us some time, and uh, likely you could also build that into the new Bull After Bull website to just just publish from there. And then we were, like we own everything. We yeah. run everything. It's all on our own shit. Epic. I like that idea a lot. And, and I, I, loved- I might I might run it on this the Lenovo Think Center rather than a Raspberry Pi. Mm. Like if we're actually serving podcast episodes i think that i'd be a little bit much for the for the pies yeah just thinking to future proof it you know so i don't know that's my thought i'm very excited very excited to uh see that come out yeah definitely i love i was gonna say i love btc pay server yeah they're a great solution and setting up and using it at the last bitcoin block party was so easy and it uh it made bitcoin click for me like real world application Everything ran smoothly. It totally was dope. No, that was that was a real uh, level up moment. I feel like in our like Bitcoin journey. Yeah, something that was like a click on for me. Yeah, because it's like it's one thing to set things up and be like, okay, well, this is how it's supposed to work. 
And then even to test them and be like, okay, the test yeah. worked, but it's a totally different thing when you're like, oh, here's the item here. You can pay for it. And then they just like scan, pay, done. Yeah. They're like, there like, you go. And you look and you're like, there I go. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're it's like, there. wow, I got my money. <laughs> I don't have to like wait five days for some withdrawal from some third party. I don't have to do anything. It's just there. I don't even there. have to wait for you to shuffle out a wallet it's and like they, sift through change. They paid me and now I have that shit. Yeah. Done. Incredible. It was it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is the that is this week's cocaine sesh right there. Yeah. Well, you know what was also incredible this past week? What's that? They finally told everyone that the queen died. Right, yeah. yeah across the pond. And over 33 million people in the UK watched the death be announced live on TV. Wow, he's out. On top of that, Sir Oma sent me a story that... King Charles III is to inherit a huge $33 billion property portfolio. Tight. Wow, look at him. And that's a conservative estimate. Yeah. Which is what I thought when I saw the number, too. But I was like, hey, 33 is the magic number. We're making headlines here. And you know what uh, he won't have to do? Pay 40% inheritance tax. (laughs) Yeah. Sad but true. Uh, in New Jersey, a sergeant got 33 months in prison for helping corrupt cops steal from residents. Oh, jeez. Yeah. His name's Michael Sheff, and he maintains his innocence. Uh, he's planning to appeal the sentence. Um, but I guess he was a supervisor to five now ex-officers uh, from 2016 to 2018. And this group called themselves the Robbery Squad. What the fuck? Yeah. So, uh, all five of those officers pled guilty and testified against Chef, uh, in exchange, obviously, for a more lenient sentence. Wow. Uh, I think mostly, like, probation, maybe, like, the a couple months. The weasel squad. <laughs> well, you know, cops. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, they said that he approved their false reports, helped them log fabricated evidence, accepted kickbacks whenever they did get away with some stuff, oh, and ensured that any complaints received to the department went nowhere at all. So they only gave one example in the articles I was reading about this case, um, which is that Chef coerced a man into allowing them to search his apartment, and they proceeded to take $2,700 in cash out of his safe mm. and just keep it, just pocket it. So they robbed from a man during an illegal search. I mean, it's not an uncommon story. No, not (laughs) at all. Here we are. Uh, And finally, just a little bonus. There were 33 animals rescued from two different places this week. One was once again in Tennessee, like our last bowl story, uh, where these adult dogs were all kept in one room in a house and there was no running water. So they're all dehydrated and knocking on death's door. And the other was in Indiana, uh, where this house had 32 German shepherds and one Rottweiler. But no details on, uh, you know, why they had... Well, I guess that's just too many damn dogs. Yeah. You know, there's a point. Um, I think they said three were in critical care in Indiana, and the rest were already being adopted out. Oh, but there's uh, still people getting down with the sickness out there. There were 33 coof-related deaths in India, but that's all of India. So, you know, we're going, the, it's going down. 
the numbers. Nice. Of Koofin. And then there were 33 monkeypox cases in Delaware, mm. allegedly, that have been reported. Seems right. And my third and final story for the, uh, the yucky segment here is that Pfizer now expects COVID vaccine sales to reach $3.35 billion this year, which is a $7.5 billion bump from their estimate three months ago. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it, but I guess I haven't I, also been looking into it. Yeah, you know, people like, are still <laughs> getting stuck, man. Yeah. But anyways, you want to go behind the curtain? Oh, yeah, I would love to. Yeah. I am seeing a little uptick in masks, I feel like, in this yeah, I, in our area. I, I think it's like the fall thing. People think that, like... Because there's allergies? Ooh. Uh, allergies, people are sniffling, and uh, it's like the flu shots rolled out, right? Oh, so, the flu shot. Yeah, that would prompt it. I think that uh, also school started back up, right? So people are like... Time to get your vaccine. They're just more indoctrinated. They're just, you know, they're back at school. So there's more messaging to be had, and there's more, you know, when it's summer, you're relaxed, you're at the beach, you're going here and there, you're at the lake, you're not really on a bunch of time schedules, and then school starts back up, and it's like, blah, 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 blah. yeah, in, get in line, get programmed. But well, uh, I didn't have much BGBS this week, and by that, of course, I mean Brittany or Brittany Griner bullshit. Um, but Yesterday, I believe, or maybe I'm just late to seeing it, uh, Rolling Stone magazine ran a cover story on Steph Curry. And there was an interesting paragraph in there uh, where this Mr. Curry said that his contacts, and that's in quotes because that's what he called them, in the Biden administration rebuffed his offer to help get Griner out of Russia. And uh, they were told, don't say anything. Direct quote. Unless you go to Rolling Stone, then just like mention it briefly. Well, then tell them. Yeah, exactly. Um, And of course, he was able to virtue signal by wearing Griner's jersey to the ESPY awards. So, yeah, I don't know. It was such a uh, a cocksucking article, you know? He was just like, remember this guy? He's a great guy. Look how he's still so great. He's just trying to help. And like, no one wants him to help. And like, he gets a lot of flack. But he's just trying to help. He's a great guy. Getting sucked harder. (laughs) <laughs> but that was it. I mean, I've also seen headlines that say, you know, Brittany is stressed and depressed in her Russian prison cell. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. That, that sounds right. Sounds like it would suck being locked up anywhere. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, well, you know, while we're on the topic of sucking, this study came out this week, and I don't normally bring studies to the bowl, uh, but this one caught my eye because it said, Pot use doesn't affect sperm count or quality in Asian American men. Okay. So good news for my Asian American male friends and bowlers out there. This is not like applicable to other races? They are going to look into it with different races. But yeah, it was like a handful, like 115 people. Didn't Doug Benson already debunk the sperm count thing in Super Jaime? Yeah, the sperm count thing has been debunked, but now they're going to go race by race. And check, because they're racist. Just kidding. I don't know. That's what they said, though. They were like, okay, so now we know Asian Americans are good. You got to double check. We have to check. With uh, the Asians, because Doug Benson only looks Asian, because he's just so fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, he's so stoned. 
well, then uh, I saw the DOD, or of course, the Department of Defense. Uh, they came out with this little, it was interesting. Uh, they titled it a CBD policy press conference. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what that's about, you know. And it's this very well-polished video that's obviously a commercial or, you know, little propaganda piece. And um, eh, they're just reminding service members, you can't use CBD because it might have some form of THC in it and you'll pop positive on a test and then you'll get in trouble. And so um, I decided to clip the most absurd part of this because uh, it's just, you know, people were, he's like, okay, I'll take questions now because it's like a fake press conference. Okay. And then people in the crowd start standing up. Oh, so can I use a CBD oil? No, because it's CBD and we don't want to risk it. Can I use this? Can I use that? And then it gets to this point. What if it's in a ganja guac burrito with CBD aioli at Nacho Camacho's? The sauce has CBD in it? Yes. Then no, the service member cannot eat that. What about dandruff shampoo for cats with that amazing CBD enhancer? Service members cannot use any type of CBD. I would suggest the cat learned to clean itself, which I was under the impression that's pretty much all they do in the first place. I tell you, wow. when government officials try to be funny, it's like the most painfully cringe yeah, the, the... shit that comes out. But how LCD is this? Lowest common denominator. We're going for burritos, cats, <laughs> and aioli. It kind of hits all the fucking modern targets, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. Just wow. That's all I had to say to it. I was like, well, it did come across my radar, so I guess it worked, you know, but... <laughs> Mm. creepy and i didn't even get a good iso out of it you know like yeah if you're gonna put some money into a production like this ah, get like a good gotcha moment for bowl after bowl to use on their podcast yeah come on yeah what are you thinking uh well this guy's thinking uh you remember kevin sabat right oh god smart approaches to marijuana a well-known prohibitionist He's decided to launch a new group. They're called Foundation for Drug Policy Solutions. Oh, boy. Yeah, and you can find them at gooddrugpolicy.org. Um, obviously, a good drug policy of this guy has no drug policy. <laughs> right. This is locking people up. <laughs> but he's uh, throwing words like effective in there. You know, I'm probably safe as oh, somewhere boy, to be yeah, found. Safe and effective. Um, so it's, uh, it's an interesting rebrand. Kevin Sabat. What a dork. Yeah. Interesting rebrand and uh, something to look into. Because the foundation came across my radar and I was like, huh? And then I saw Kevin's bet. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Makes nothing but sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about Biden and weed. And she actually uh, said more than, I don't know, or no comment, or what's the main thing she always says with the weed? Oh, people shouldn't be locked up. She actually said like an extra sentence here, so I clipped it. Talk about marijuana um, legalization before the midterms. Is that a thing that's on his agenda? Because it, it, it's, it's coming up from a lot of his allies. Um, 
And I know this question has come up a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I no, talked I realize, about it yeah, yeah. in the briefing room yeah. uh, a couple, I think, a couple yeah, but, of weeks yeah, back. Yeah, but just like, you know, generally yeah. speaking, what's, what is his position and, and so, could it be something he talks about so before midterms? I, I mean, look, the president has uh, believes that there are too many people serving uh, unduly uh, long sentences for nonviolent drug crimes, uh, a disproportionate number uh, who, of whom are black and brown. Oh, yeah. uh, that's why in April during the second month, uh, second chance month, uh, President Biden announced 75 sentence com- com- commutations and three pardons, which are more grants of clemency at this point in a presidency than any of his five uh, recent, most recent predecessors. As I've said before, as you know, because we just said that, uh, the president supports leaving decisions regarding uh, legal legalization for recreational use up to the states, rescheduling uh, cannabis as a Schedule II drug so researchers can study its positive and negative impacts. And at the federal level, he supports decriminalizing uh, marijuana use and automatically expunging any prior uh, criminal records. I don't have anything else uh, to share in, uh, in the upcoming weeks. Interesting. I hate that rescheduling. We'll yeah. just move it down the list, you know? Yeah, fuck that. No, take it off. Take it off altogether. Stop implying negativity with, you know? like It's just so ridiculous. And uh, how fucked is it for that guy to be saying, like, oh, well, there's a disproportionate amount of black people serving time for nonviolent crimes. They're like, what? Well, this is the guy that passed the crime bill in the 90s. Yeah, and... Pretty much came up with the fucking crack uh, disparity Yeah, in sentencing. Like, it's all his goddamn fault. So it's, like, all not well and nice for him to say, like... <laughs> and when the oh. journalists corner him and get him, you know, and ask him about weed, he says, oh, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll sign a cri- the crime bill. And they're like, what are you talking about? Right, yeah. Is that what you're going to call Chucky Schumer's legalization bill? Is that Chucky the new crime bill? The super, <laughs> well, the, the super predator thing. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, like I said, she she said more there than she has on weed uh, since she got in. So, yeah, she, she always plays that race card, you know. Well, people shouldn't be serving this time. It's disproportionately black. Yada, yada. Yeah. It's like, ooh. She she managed to get it out. <laughs> Speaking's not her forte, though. It's very strange the choice they made to make her the successor to Saki. Yeah, Biden said he was gonna hire a black woman. I think it makes nothing but sense. <laughs> she fits the job description, black woman. Yeah, but there's black women that can talk. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they didn't apply. That's possible. <laughs> I don't know. It's possible, I suppose. An interesting thing happened in Washington, D.C. this week. The administrative court there reversed the termination of a government employee who's also a medical pot patient. Uh, They got fired for suspected intoxication on the job after testing positive all the way back in 2020. Oh. Yeah. Uh, So this woman has been fighting this case for two years. Good Lord. Two years. Uh, The Office of Unified Communications, that's where she worked, and they accused her of being impaired because her eyes were red and she was speaking quietly. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So she politely informed her supervisors that were implying this about her, uh, that her brother had just overdosed and was in the hospital and she spent the night with him. So she was very tired and, you know, not happy. But she was said, you know, I'm perfectly fine to work. Right. I'm just like very tired. 
and not in the greatest spot. Uh, so they're like, well, we're going to have to drug test you. And obviously, you know, THC just lingers in your system there. Right. So they're like, oh, they're, you pop positive for THC. You're high on the job. She's like, no, I haven't smoked or used, however, since this weekend. Uh, and she goes, you know, I'm perfectly fine of doing my job. If you just let me go back, I'll get back to it. And they were like, okay. And they let her go back on the floor and answer phones or whatever she did. Okay. So that was a key issue in the court. Well, you let someone who you thought was impaired go back to work? That's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, and then the employer said, well, it was legit anyways because she was impaired because she was sleep deprived. But of course, sleep <sighs> deprivation isn't listed in any statute as Correct. justification for impairment. Right. Uh, and, I mean, they terminated her over this. It's so gross. So the Office of Unified Communications was ordered by this administrative court judge to reimburse her all of her back pay and benefits. Good. Yeah. So. And. Uh, People think they could just fucking wag dick fire you for like literally any reason. And it's, you can't. You actually can't. <laughs> no, you can't. And you. <laughs> and. um don't fuck with people's livelihoods, you know? You know, I mean, we could maybe have an argument about how great that is or how abused that is, but um, that's that's how the legal structure is set up right now. You know, there's federal protections, things like FMLA, where you can't just go off and just chop somebody's nuts off. No. And since then, Mayor Bowser has signed a bill that banned most workplaces from firing or punishing employees for using pot. So, which makes nothing but sense. If it's... You know, if you're a medical patient, that's your medicine. Right. <laughs> you're going to tell me I can't take a Tylenol when my head hurts? They might. And they might try. They might. And yeah. I would say, fuck you, I quit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't play like that. Ugh. Based and quit pills. Telling me you can't, I can't have a drink after work. I don't know. It's just so weird. Oh, well. Other people trying to tell you what to do. You know, it just makes you mad. <laughs> Mind your own business. Absolutely. Uh, the Arkansas Supreme Court is a step closer to making a decision on the legalization ballot measure there. Yesterday, they directed the Secretary of State to make a formal finding that the proposed measure is insufficient based on the wording of its ballot title, which, of course, is what the Board of Election Commissioners said. Yes. Um, so they want the Secretary of State to make that official, uh, which is a procedural step so that the ball goes back into their court to issue an opinion on this. They have to wait till the Secretary of State makes this statement. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, this has been going on for a month, and they don't know if the votes will count. <laughs> That's so crazy. It's like, okay, well, November is a flying towards us. Uh, can we have this or not? See, they can slow play this brilliantly to where, like, if it votes no, they can just, like, Put their hands up and say, well, nope, the voters said no. But if it goes yes, then they can, like, strike it down and be like, well, you know, it was invalid. Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm even wondering, will the Supreme Court make a decision before the voting happens? Or is it like that? Seems like corrupt? no. Seems like no at this point. Yeah. Getting down to the wire. Yeah. We got October. We got October. But it's just kind of gross. I like the wording of your ballot title. Like, hmm, okay, anything to keep it off the ballot, I guess. And it's a common playbook now because we're seeing it in Oklahoma too. It's like, here's how we're just gonna not let it be voted on, even though it got to the ballot. Like, nah, creepy. 
In California, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill mandating that in child welfare cases, parental pot use will be treated the same as alcohol or legally prescribed medication. So, hopefully kids won't be taken away from pot-smoking parents. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. People don't normally smoke pot and beat their children. You know? No. They usually might smoke pot and then, like, have a good conversation with their kids and be more patient with their kids. They'll push them on the swing. <laughs> yeah, wee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Other good news. In Denver, Colorado, of course, the ballot measure to increase pot taxes was withdrawn. Go, cool. Yeah, so you don't got to worry about that. Nice. Uh, I mean, every retail transaction in Denver is already taxed at, like, more than 26%. you up the ass over there. Yeah, because it's 15% state tax and, like, 11.5% Denver tax, 11.4%. So, hey, Lavish is in Denver right now. Hey. Getting taxed up the ass. (laughs) Tax, man. He wants some taxes. (laughs) <laughs> well, they don't have to worry about it going up anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. You want some cookies out, out the ass? You want some cookies? Here they go right here. Boom. Out the ass. Cookies. You don't even get cookies for the tax money. Cookies out the ass. Boom. Sometimes we don't even get our potholes filled. Lavish, uh, I wonder if he's having a headache. Because, like, that's me 60 to 70% of the time I go to Denver, I get the altitude thing. Oh, do you remember how sick I got the last time? Yeah. And it never has hit me before. But I puked. <laughs> yeah. It really hit me. And I wasn't pregnant or anything. Mm. That was weird. Yeah. Went to the old pasta factory. It's which... wild because, like, yeah, you're driving uphill for a long fucking time. Like, if you go to Denver, there's a lot of driving uphill, like hours of it. Yeah. But it still doesn't feel as extreme as it really is, you know? Like, you're just looking around and you're still on the ground and you don't feel high. But you are. And then you do feel really high. Then it high. hits like, you. You go to Denver, first you don't feel high, but then you do feel high. But really, you're high the whole time. The caffeine high is excellent. The caffeine high is silly up there. We had that. Was it espresso or just a cold brew? Or... I don't remember, but man, we got coffee when we were at the oh, it was, uh, Gem and Mineral show. It was some type of a cold brew or like an iced. And I was like... Yeah fucking cocaine fueled high it was, it, i was like shaking and grinding my teeth i was like fuck you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty wild coffee this is awesome <laughs> yeah and then we scored that labradorite it was a great day it was a great day uh, but then i got sick but it was okay all worth it <laughs> i just remember that night i was like wow i really don't feel good you guys <laughs> but it was all good yeah you got wrecked i did <laughs> Uh, in Massachusetts, this a Supreme Court judge ruled that a Boston judge abused his discretion by denying a man's expungement request, which, you know, should be common sense uh, that something that's no longer a crime you shouldn't be carrying a record yeah, for. I would, without a doubt. But it's so stupid that they even have to include expungement in the law. Like, it should just be what happens. Yeah. And this it should just be a, a function of the law that once a law is repealed, everybody who broke that law, it doesn't, it like, disintegrates. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Um, he said that, you know, 
there's certain cases that you can say no to, but you have to cite significant countervailing concern okay. not to grant a request. And this judge didn't do that. He just said no to the guy. And the guy had two possession cases uh, from the early aughts. One was already successfully sealed, and he just wanted to get rid of it mm. forever, you know? Uh, it says the first was dismissed, and the second resulted in a guilty plea with one-year probation. Uh, yeah, so that's is, typical, like, uh, SIS-type situation. Yeah. 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 Um, so, anyways, it was a unanimous decision, and he will be expunged. Good. And this shall clear the path for everyone else to get their expungements instead of having to battle in court for months or years. You know, that's ridiculous. It's so lame that just, like, by random chance, you could just get a cunty judge, you know? Mm. Tell me about it. And your whole life is in the balance. Well, look at the three-strike law. Yeah. And how many guys are just like, well, this law is the law. (laughs) You were around a person that was selling weed, so you're an accomplice. It's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, um, Sadly, here in the Show Me State, we will be shown no special legislative session Ah. for the Cannabis Freedom Act, which is what we all want. Yeah. A free market. Of weed. Override the veto. No chance, huh? No, no chance. You know, they were there were a bunch of politicians <laughs> bugging the governor for the, a special session. Come on, we gotta do it. Or I guess the there same. wasn't any veto. No, there's be, no veto. It would be a repass opportunity, but yeah. Yeah. Well, they got fucked because the lobby came in from the industry right. and convinced... They spiked the football. Yeah, it was like on the calendar and mm-hmm. everything, and then they just took it off. They're like, yep. the guy's like, no, I've been told that, you know, this is like really not good, not the way it should be done, and so I've changed my mind. It's like, how dare you? But, you know, we've also seen in local papers that the FBI is talking to all those players involved, so. I, they can be I, an influential group when they want to be, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what. Like the, shocking. I mean, they're not going to make the Cannabis Freedom Act pass, unfortunately, but. No. No. And uh dude who wrote it, I think he's done mm. done serving the people. So bomber. That in Shamed Dogan, everything Shamed Dogan puts out mm-hmm. for weed, it's like help us. You're our only hope. I know. Man. <laughs> And there's know, there's crazy. no crimes written in there, you know, like there's right. no like, oh, you, yeah. you know, if you get caught doing this, that or the other, you're going to have to pay a bill or spend a week in jail. No, it's just like, hey, like if you're going to go to the asinine extent of making crimes and fucking enforcement and regulating, it should be done at a regulatory level. It should be done by some kind of fucking health board or some other, you know, it shouldn't be enshrined into the constitution. Cause right. if we're going to take it off or like, it's just going to be so much harder to remove Yeah, the bad parts of it. Once they're enshrined into the constitution. Yeah. That's what people don't get. They see the step in the right direction, which is weed legal, but it's like, yeah. okay, but how like legal for thee and not for me, you have to have a license to grow or to sell it. Like, mm-hmm. that's not legal. If I get caught smoking on my back porch and someone smells it, I can get a ticket because it's public, you know? Someone was walking by and smelled weed. The, the, can we argue that's public? Like, public consumption. Uh, you grow more than three plants. Oh, and you don't have a license because they want you to get a license to home grow. You get a fine. You get caught again. It's a bigger fine. Maybe even jail time. Fuck that. There's too many extra rules and bullshit in there. Yeah. We're just interested in repealing prohibition. Yeah, but 
there's a lot of people who are not interested in that no, because no. they can make a most big people, chunk of cash. Most people are interested in the big fat dollar bill. Yeah. And they want to have exclude, and, they, and they're also interested in like full power and control. They're interested in setting up this insider system where the wheels are already greased for them and they don't have to fucking play by everyone else's rules. And they have their own little cartel, their own little legalized monopoly. Yeah. We had a conversation today, uh, and it kind of reminds me of Grandpa thinking Obama legalized weed, you know? And <laughs> No, they should open it up and just let everyone compete on their own terms. Yes. Well, what happened here... You gotta be good. You just, you gotta be fucking good to what? survive in, the, in just a free market. Yeah. What a concept. <laughs> Instead of just kiss the ring and you're in. Yeah. And Often not good. There's quite a few retail stores that were bought and then, you know, paid for new signs and advertisements and everything of, hey, we're going to be a dispensary, blah, blah, blah. And then the licensing process happened and that was, seems like it may have been predetermined who's getting the very limited amount of licenses. There's not many. <laughs> and so now you just see all these shops that'll say, you know, something about bud or pot or weed and they're just shuttered. Because they never even got a chance to open. But no. these But they folks, paid they paid to play to just apply. They paid thousands of yeah, dollars just to of. apply for a license. They paid to get real estate because yeah. you had to prove that you had a spot. You and know? you gotta prove that you have a bunch of liquid assets and shit too. Yeah. You gotta say, Okay, I've got money in the bank, I've got real estate holdings, I've got this uh however many tens of thousands of dollars the uh, underfundable application fee is. It's gross. You got to sink in like half a mil or more just to be a player. Yeah. Just to be told no. Yeah. And that was deceptive of them because, you know, it wasn't, it's all legalese the way that the initiatives are written. And sure. I guess a lot of people don't read them, sadly. <laughs> and so people were just like, yeah, legal, I can sell. No. No, you can't. <laughs> no. Never gonna happen. Um, and then, uh, you know, what else was never going to happen was this lawsuit trying to block the initiative from the ballot, which stemmed from that Denver pack right. was against drugs. They are always, you know, trying to stir the pot on these things instead of just smoking the pot. <laughs> um, but the judge said that the plaintiff lacked standing to sue because she couldn't prove she was a Missouri citizen. And I was thinking that too, because it's like she, she, her name is, uh, equates with this Denver group. So where are you, Colorado or Missouri? Huh. Don't know. Um, but today is the deadline for anyone else that wanted to step in and challenge it. And uh, the plaintiff said that she had some friends <laughs> that were going to try and you know, get a lawsuit. So maybe she was just a placeholder to find a Missourian to sue. Hmm. Or maybe one of these politicians will step up like uh, Manlove. Who Maybe, created yeah. that group, you know? Um, but, oh well. Only time will tell. Yeah. Uh, see, Brooklyn knows how this goes. New York City is seizing more trucks that are selling pot illegally on oh, the streets. Oh, man, they just keep going. Yeah, there's no shortage of them, that's for sure. Uh, and But it seems like they're taking most of them over registration and parking violations. Ah, So I see. Uh, they did say in this article, well, they don't have a food license and they're selling food. But I saw a lot of them billing like lollipops, and I was like, is lollipops food? 
I don't know. That might be a weird, unregulated thing. I don't know. Everybody don't has either. the little shady loophole, and New York doesn't really fucking prosecute that hard right now anyway, you know? Like yeah. Letting everybody out for every single thing. Yeah. Of course, no licenses have been issued. So you're just kind of like playing whack-a-mole and kind of hitting some people <laughs> with extra bullshit, like, tickets and paperwork, but <laughs> not putting a dent in the... Vans everywhere. No, absolutely and, um, not. Yeah, see, Brooklyn's been sending us some pictures of those. He says they're all over the city. Yeah, I believe it. There's just new ones all the time. So They showed one of, back when they got them on parking tickets. You can impound a van, but dude's going to get another van. <laughs> yeah. They showed a lot full of them. You know, the ones that yeah. they grabbed for parking violations. It was crazy. Wild. The whole operation. But mm-hmm. hey, yeah, I mean... If you can get a do it, do it. I guess and get away with it till you can. <laughs> I guess they don't. Not mind. legal advice. They don't mind the revenue bump, you know, and uh, the other guys don't mind taking a chance. I guess there's <laughs> kind of a mutual interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, these guys, they buy their weedy lollipops and then they come and eat in our joint. <laughs> uh, final story for behind the curtain tonight is that Bermuda wants to set up a legal weed market. Um, and they passed the Cannabis Licensing Act of 2022, but they have to get assent, royal assent, from the United Kingdom. Oh, and lame. the first act under Prime Minister Liz Truss was refusing to give formal permission to Bermuda to enact legalization. Oh, boo. Yeah. I was like, wow, that is a terrible way to start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Bermuda lawmakers, uh, they they approved of this proposal back in March and have been waiting for an answer. Jeez. Yeah. Gross. Um, and it's just, I don't know, some colonialist era bullshit going on. Um, it sounds like the lawmakers kind of want to just go ahead and start rolling with it, though. You know, like, eh. yeah, they said no, but. We're here, and they're over there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's an interesting act, though, uh, because it sounds like you have to get a license. I mean, it's called the Light Cannabis Licensing Act. Uh, you can buy seven grams or more, depending on the license type, in a public place. So you need a license to buy the weed as well as sell the weed or grow the weed. Too much. Too much red tape. I know. Just regulated to death. Overregulated. It's yeah. a problem with, like, what we keep saying about in prohibition. Like, if you have something that's regulated to death, overregulated, it's, there's very little difference between that and prohibition. Very little difference. At least if you're not, like, fucking wealthy. Exactly. If you're wealthy, then it's, like, way better. You can just pay whatever. Yeah, pay to play. Pay the right <laughs> guy. Oops. You can do that when you're wealthy anyway. Yeah. Pay the right guy. It's fucked up. It is. It is. I'd like to see a shift towards the repealing prohibition. Just the angle. regular ass people, you know, like they're the ones that get fucked with all these rules. Yep. Yep. And most of them just say, eh, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, they're you know? happy to see it. They're like, well, I could buy pot and I give you a receipt. Like, God, that's, that's very cool. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, that was a very fun experience, but <laughs> uh, but federally illegal we could do and better. You swipe a card, now your name's there. And, ugh, no, we could do much better than like oh yeah, 
changing the problem. We could solve the problem. But yeah. you know. we could be free. Freedom. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Someday. Someday, no doubt. That's the curtain then, huh? Yeah, that was it. Okay, there you go. Yep. Well, you know that every week uh, we also get a special delivery from our buddy. The special Rev Cyber, delivery. The Rev Cyber Trucker. He sends yeah. us in uh, what we call the metal moment every week. Uh, carves out some time while he's hauling uh, freight here and there across this great country. And he chimes in with some metal moments. So let's see what he brought us uh, this time around. In the bowl and in the morning, this here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Here's what's sitting at number three on my most listened to playlist. Back in 2011, Juggalos, followers of the band ICP or Insane Clown Posse, were labeled by the FBI as a gang. Well, Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope did what any two self-respecting killer clowns would do. They wrote a song about it. Set to the tune of House of Pain's Jump Around. This is ICP, Jump Around. Real ninjas who ain't afraid to get loony. Get up, bitch. Come on, pull it out, stab it in. Let me begin. Cut under the chin, flush out the loony bin. You don't want me to act up. I'm better back up, swinging my axe. Everybody gets hacked up. Get up, stand up, bloody in my hands up. Kicking toward a feeling. Here come a wake feeling. I can chop a hater up, even though I'm drunk. Take the punk so freak show funkin bodies in the trunkin pull a drive by on the cops at a dunkin donut shot my head to go chop guts hit the floor I'm losing it and I won't stop I came here to clown I came here to clown let's get lunatic and jump around jump around Hey, jumping around like a clown. It's like a throwback to the Rare Encounter Clown Month there. Oh, man. Almost. There's the clowns, man, getting down. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Oh, man. Thank you, Rev. And yeah, you can thank follow you, the Rev at uh, Reverend Cyber Trucker and OriginSocial.com. Uh, we also have some bowlers calling in, talking about the first time that they ever saw a stoner movie. Yeah. And uh, you could join in the chorus just by picking up the phone call on 816-07-3663, uh, like this fine caller did. Oh, boy. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Oh, boy. Bowl after bowl. Oh, baby. With our Spencer and Dame DeLorean. Oh, no my God, yes. Here, no peer pressure here. Yeah, yeah, no peer uh, pressure. It's like six this in the morning, but been at work for a minute. 
And uh, in between things, I figure, hey, why not just leave that vocal mail now? There you go. So, uh, you yeah, knocked out early. Uh, I just did the lazy thing and I just kind of looked up, uh, like, uh, stoner movies and, and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. I don't know, like, things, things I remember seeing at least earlier, probably than later, was like, dude, where's my car? Which, I mean, uh huh. <laughs> sweet. Dude, sweet, dude. What's mine? Uh, but you know, I remember seeing that with a buddy. But I mean, I don't know. And then up in smoke. And dad? classic, I guess ish. But you know, seen yeah. it once. But I just remember that scene where uh, I don't remember if it's Cheech or Chong, but one of them, one's a, one of them ends up getting deported or whatever. And, <laughs> yeah, and their cousin or something like that stuck at the house, and there's this like picture of uh, one of those weird creepy or one of those creepy pictures of Jesus and it's right above, above a phone but every time somebody's leaving a voicemail uh, calling in for their favorite podcast or whatever they're doing they th- he thought it was like Jesus speaking because yeah the picture's right above the phone anyway mm-hmm. uh, yeah so that, that, that'd be my answer um, I mean Remember later, like buying Pink Floyd the Wall, and I mean, a little bit of that to it, but yeah, sure aspects I feel like to it. But uh, anyway, I I love the gas, I dangerous. Oh yeah, and no matter how early or how late, whatever time it be, we can all say, yeah, indeed, I endorse that message. Oh, Christopher Battle's getting it done early. Hell yeah. Getting his chores knocked out early. Calling the bull. Those are some classics. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It was like a later in life that I even saw Dude Where's My Car. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was probably like 21 before I saw that first time. I was well aware of it my whole life, you know. It was like my distant cousin Ashton Kutcher's in it, so they were always like, family would talk about his stuff, you know. Oh, yes. Mm. And then you had a roommate that played it on repeat. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. I had a roommate we called Smokey McPot. <laughs> she smoked more than anybody I ever fucking met. Which is saying something, because I've met some real chiefers in my time. But, uh, no. This guy, all he would do is smoke weed and uh, watch Dude, Where's My Car? So I've heard that movie now probably probably easily a hundred times. Easily. I've at, least, at least heard it. Probably... <laughs> Probably 420 times is probably a good guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had, he kept that on repeat. God, he just played it all the time. What's <laughs> yeah. so wild. And you can get, you know, you can watch that thing probably like 10 times a day if you just keep it on the loop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Maybe it was the only DVD he owned or something. No, no we had plenty of DVDs yeah, there. He ran through a lot of them after that, but there was just one time. <laughs> he was hooked. <laughs> Uh, C-Dubs has rolled in the way to do the hash. Oh, nice. For the, uh, authorization, uh, header, which, which I do understand, like, how it works, how to do the hash. I, the problem is I've tried, like, four or five different people's code to do it after mine didn't work, you know? Uh. I tried to do it, and then I'm using other people's, like, libraries or tools or... You know, things that have been built specifically to do this exact same thing, where you're just hashing the key, the secret, and a timestamp. Mm. But I, I'll try it. I'll try it, too. 
I'll try that as well. See what we get. Oh yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, you you remember your first stoner movie? Yeah. I uh, I really really wanted to say it was Euro Trip. Yeah. Because <laughs> Pfeiffer reminded me when we had uh Micah in the bowl with us. You yes. know, he had been incorrectly identified as Mika. Mika, right. By the Podfather at the end of No Agenda. And that was like the crux of that storyline. Yeah. Mika, Micah, and they thought that this chick from Europe was a dude, and uh-huh. so she gets dorm partnered with the guy that loved her. Dude, <laughs> I swear it's just the uh, the Dutch coming through, you know? Because yeah. sometimes his mispronunciations are like, just so out of the realm of something you would mispronounce them. Like when he says Lowry. Oh, yeah, the way he says DeLorean is crazy. I mean, it's so funny. I people say it. Lauren or people say, you know, other things. But Lowrian. Lauren. Lauren. He does it so, like, so uniquely. Yeah. You have it on the board? I'm trying to see. I think I Dame DeLaurian. Dame DeLaurian. DeLaurian. That one's subtle. Yeah. The last time he said it, it was like Lowry. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> but I think before I saw Eurotrip, uh, I believe Grandma's Boy was the first stoner movie I ever watched. Grandma's Boy. Yeah, that was yeah. mine. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I just remember fangirling over the solid snake statue that they have in their offices because mm. I was going through like a Metal Gear period. It's like, oh my God, it's snake. Look at that. Would you just look at it? Like, that was all I fucking remembered from it. I was like, yeah, they got a snake statue in the office. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Oh, I don't even remember Fucking the embarrassing. Snake. I don't remember the snake it's subtle. statue. It's just in the background. Like, oh, when he yeah, first you meets. Solid snake. Yeah, no, yeah. now I know you're talking about. When he first about. meets the new boss. Mm-hmm. The babe. I totally know what you're talking about. Now. But yeah, what a crazy movie with the guy getting. Uh, tigers and kung fu yeah. monkeys. We just rewatched it last <laughs> we week. We did rewatch to, it to kind of revisit it. Yeah, because there was so much about it forgotten. It's hazy in my memories. Mm-hmm. That's how it's supposed to be. But yeah, exactly. That stoner flick. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because like I was never allowed to watch like adult themed movies at all growing up. So like I didn't see many of them, you know. Yeah. And then once I could see movies, you know, I just wasn't. Just never really been like a big movie binger or anything, you know? yeah. It's like there's a big gap in like the movies I've seen, but like I'm b- before I ever smoked, you know, I saw Sar- Scarface, oh, which is not really a stoner movie. It's a no. it's a gangster movie, but it has some kind of Venn diagram crossover, you know, with the stoners. So um, you saw Scarface when you were young, not super young, but before I was a senior. Okay. I was probably 14 or 15 or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was an intense movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That movie haunts me. Yeah. Yeah, it's then, got a lot of fucking swearing and violence. Where did you see uh, Grandma's Boy? Grandma's Boy I saw, and I think I recounted part of this, uh, first time I ever smoked at all. Oh. First time I ever actually got stoned. Uh, when we left the super secret spot, we went to my buddy's house because uh, I was staying over there. And fucking watch Grandma's Boy, which I had never seen or heard of, but it was like pretty new at the time, you know. I think yeah. it had just been, I think it had just hit DVD or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking goofy, dude. I remember that robot voice guy yeah. all the time. <laughs> Later, losers. 
gosh. Oh, dude. Yeah. Or he's like standing in that trench coat, like perfectly still. How did he? And see dude me? keeps like fucking <laughs> dressing him down. He's just like, how can he see me? Yeah. Oh fuck. Oh man. Yeah, I saw it pretty early on, but I had a friend that was like, "Oh, you gotta see this movie. It's so funny. It's about a bunch of video game devs." I was like, "Okay." And uh, I convinced my grandma to rent it. And then mm. I watched it with my grandparents. <laughs> it was like, oh my God. like the Lara Croft thing. And he's in the bathroom jerking off. And he comes all over. I forgot all about that part. His friend's mom. Like, yeah. I, was, I just remember like just clutching the couch. I was like, they're going to turn it off. And it was just fucking dead silent. Like no, no one's laughing. No but I'm like oh, dying so on the cringe. inside. <laughs> there were so many parts that I was just cracking up. <laughs> like when dude's sucking on that titty at the party. Oh, like, God, oh, there's yeah. just so many things. But it's so fucking uh, sexual and weedy. That's like, you don't want to watch this yeah. movie. Okay, I know Grandma is in the title, but that's right. not who you want to watch this with. <laughs> no doubt about it, dude. So That would be uncomfortable. I ended up finding a used copy of the DVD, and I got it for myself so that I could like watch it every once in a while <laughs> oh, by myself, which is much better. Yeah, but, no doubt. Yeah. Well, uh, this next caller may know a thing or two about that. Hey, stop Bogart in the joint, man. So the first stoner movie, oh, by the way, this is Justin oh, here. from the wrong kind of podcast here, down here in the corner of Southeast Kansas. Hell yeah. So first stoner movie, man, it has to be a Cheech and Chong movie. Which one? I'm not sure. Mm. I want to say probably Nice Dreams or Up in Smoke, but I owned the VHS of Cheech and Chong's next movie, and I pretty much thought that I was going to do that the rest of my life. But, of course, I didn't, and it wasn't real profitable anyway. But I would also like to throw in an honorable mention to Dazed and Confused. Okay. Oh, so yeah. take Dazed and Confused, fast forward at 10 years, that is my youth. Nice. Here in Goofyville, America, we uh, had Chevelles and Novas and GTO judges, and we did that shit. I knocked Ash off a joint out of the window of a Chevelle. Just the way that guy does in the end of the movie. Boss. <laughs> anyway, keep up the good work. Peace out. Peace out. Much Peace. love. Much love. Justin from Warren Kind of Podcast. <laughs> That's Beautiful. fantastic, man. Yeah, Days and Confused is a great one. Mm-hmm. And Wiley Wiggins is in it. <laughs> Wiley Wiggins, dude. What a name. I just love his name. Unbeatable. <laughs> Uh, I remember reading the credits the first time, like, you know, in the beginning. I'm like, Wiley Wiggins. Yeah. I couldn't get off it. No. Wiley Wiggins. Here I am today. It's legendary. Yeah. Great fucking name. This next caller has a great fucking name. Hey, boys. First time I ever saw a stoner movie. Well, it had to have been um, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke when I was, well, very young. There you go. I was also, I think, I think as I've referenced in the past, uh, yeah, I got exposed to marijuana at a very young age, and yeah, it doesn't seem doesn't seem all that surprising that I probably got that I got I was allowed to watch, uh, um, you know, something like Up in Smoke by uh, by Cheech and Chong, and Fits, uh, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, you know, of course, I was also, you know, smoking some of it. That maybe, no, maybe not quite. Maybe at that particular moment, but hey. but anyway. So yeah, so um, I'm trying to remember the last time I saw a stoner movie. I don't know. I think I've I think I pulled clips from Cheech and Chong uh, or that movie, but I haven't seen it since I've been an adult and and well, you know, indulge in the the holy herb goodness. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. I, I have a much I have a much uh, better 
uh, I don't know, appreciation for it now uh, than I did before. And, you know, like I said, it's just, but it's a, uh, yeah, I guess that's the first time I did it. I don't really have much to say about it other than because it was so, so young, so long ago. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm all about the humor, you know, no matter what. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. So, you know, you can, you can listen to us uh, ramble on a little bit more in the Lotus Effect uh, with, uh, with, uh, you know, with, with my partner in crime, Phoenix. Uh, I love you, dear. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got. Uh, bye, y'all. Cheers, phone boy. Cheech and Chong, man. That was like, um, they kind of broke it into the mainstream. Like, just busted the, through that wall. You know? Yeah. Although, like, before that, the only culture, like, pop culture weed reference you could do would be, like, uh, Reefer Madness style propaganda shit. Oh. Jazz music and propaganda. <laughs> That's pretty much it. You know? Yeah. They really made, uh, really turned, uh, a whole new avenue. Yeah, a new leaf. Yeah, there you go. A new leaf was lit <laughs> by the legendary Cheech and Chong. Uh, this voicemail hit the mailbox right at 11.11. So Ooh. congratulations, caller. You get your wish. Light it up. Roll it up. Bowl it up. Woo! Woo-woo! Yay, just getting off work. Oh, hell yeah. Call in. Yeah. Awesome. First donor. Ooh, do like the Jungle Book, the animated version, and, uh, and Robin Hood. Yeah. Now, uh, those are pretty trippy watching films. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, first one that really comes to mind I could remember is 16 years old. Now it was a buddy of mine by the name of Pat. His older brother was in college and came into town for the weekend with a VHS copy that was bastardized from a video rental store in Baton Rouge. Nice. As a 16-year-old kid, mid-90s, watching Clerks. Oh, yeah. Nice. Fucking mind-blowing, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Still one of the best movies of all time in my humble opinion. Uh, we got a clerk's guy. Had a great <laughs> Heavy. experience one time, though, in my mid-20s, working in the mall. A uh, buddy of mine that worked at the theater uh, in the mall as well, too, was like, hey, come by and you got to check out this movie called Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yo, that's cool. He's like, yeah, ask for me at the ticket booth, and I'll let you throw in for free. I'm like, yo, appreciate that. Ooh. I had no idea what we were walking into. First opening scene, my girlfriend and I look at each other and go, oh, my God, this is a Sona movie. We do not smoke on the way in. And oh, shit. Absolutely loved it, though. And, uh, yeah. Still, I've never seen Dude, Where's My Car, though. Nope, not to this day. Wow. Don't know if I ever will. Maybe. Anyway, in the bowl. Love y'all. Take care. Love you. Tell the bowlers out there. Yeah, I love you, too. Cheers, Larry. Yeah, uh, you know, I wouldn't move heaven and earth to go see it. <laughs> Dude, where's my car? Yeah, it's like, it's one of those ones, you know, just see it. See it, and then you saw it. Yeah, you know? but you've already seen it. <laughs> I've seen Dude, it too many times, sweet. actually. So And then, and then. <laughs> and then, and then, and then. There's a few quotable things from it, but uh, it's definitely uh. lowbrow. If you look at lowbrow, <laughs> then, it, then your needs will be met. Yeah. 
which is, you know, there's something to be said for it. There's a soft yeah. spot in my heart for it. But yep. There's also like a annoyance for it too. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of like mixed feelings on it. Yeah. Dang. See, I should have just played Josie and the Pussycats on repeat at that same apartment in yeah. the competing room because that's one that DVD fight back. Mm, that musical creep right in your brain and <laughs> show up when you uh, don't need it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> This also next caller, one. this next caller could reprogram you. Hello, bowlers. Oh, hello. And bolas, um, <laughs> bolo ties, all of the above. Mm. Hi. Hello, Fletcher. Uh, Tirardo. I mean Tirardo. Tirard. <laughs> uh, first time I ever saw a stoner movie. Hola, Tirardo. Um, the first one I can really think of. Like, I'd seen bits and pieces of Cheech and Chong when I was a little kid. Yeah. But I didn't understand what it was, and I wasn't allowed in the room for very long. Ah, uh, yeah. But the first one I watched, and it was just me and my buddies. Um, does Detroit Rock City count? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. It was like a movie, even though it was about Kiss. Oh. Uh, I think there was still some illicit drug use going on. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And, um. <laughs> Satan. Santa. Uh, if that doesn't count, <laughs> then I think the first one was How High. How High is a great one. And uh, still love that movie. Yes. How the fuck do I fail women's studies? I love bitches. <laughs> <laughs> How High is so like good. That. Uh, Funny fucking movie. Haven't seen How that one for fucking ever. Uh, also, uh, Half Baked. Half you know? Baked is a great yeah. one, too. The the classic scene of fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. Fuck you, I'm out. Nope. <laughs> Jamaica by the beach. Too. Um, stoner movies are great. I love them. I mean, stoner documentaries are great. Yes. Uh, you know, unless they're negative. <laughs> then, then fuck them. They don't know my life. Reefer madness. Let's get stoned. More like reefer sadness, am I right? Let's make a movie about us. Okay. I love you. I love you. And I love stupid. <laughs> but I love you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> double sticked. Oh, just when you thought you were done getting sticky. Sticky. Stick stuck. Uh, coming back with the uh, ending stick. Nice. I'm coming back again. Sorry, I uh, left a voicemail. Tuned back in. Yeah. Heard a caller talking about uh, The Jungle Book and Robin Hood. Uh huh. Two of my favorite animated Disney movies. Word. I mean, you've seen Robin Hood, right? Yeah, absolutely. But have you seen Robin Hood on weed? Once. Fucking made Marion's fine as fuck. <laughs> She's foxy, you know bro. Like, most of the, the furries are totally based off of. Uh, those Disney characters. Yeah, it, it makes nothing but sense. But uh, I would never be a furry, nor fuck one, uh, nor jack off to animated foxes. Foxen? <laughs> Fox? Uh, There's a fucking plural for foxes. Foxes. Yeah. Foxes is. Foxen. I'm going to call them foxen. Foxen sounds pretty badass. Yeah. Robin Hood lives on running through the forest, coming fence and climbing trees, trying to get away. Reminiscing this and that and having such good time. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly. Golly, what a fucking day. <laughs> yep. 
They were never, ever thinking there was danger in the forest, though. No. But it was. Fucking, fucking sheriff in Nottingham. His goons were just right around the corner. Yeah, sticking them out, man. Prince John, Texas. Texas. Oh, oh, oh. Texas, bro. Don't get me started. Yes, yes. You're never around when I need you. No. Those elephants are cool, though. The ones that, like, did the heralders' horns with their trunks and flags hanging off of them. Mm. The elephants are cool. Don't get me wrong. Definitely. But anyway, did I say I love you guys? I love you guys. No, you better. You better say it. Did I say stupid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, triple stick. For the hat trick. For the hat stick. When you think about it. Nice. Yeah. Hat stick. Goddamn. Ladies and gentlemen, John Fletcher. Oh, man. No, those, those movies, man, they, I watched them dozens of times as a kid. And then we did see, I think it was Robin Hood the other day or something. But I was like, my dads and the girls were watching some old Disney shit, and it's like blazed out of my dazed. I was like, fuck, I remember all this shit. Jungle Book with Kaw's eyes freaking you out. Oh, yeah. Yep. I used to quote that movie all the time, like, when I was like, when I first started talking. Huh. You can trust me, said Kaw. I had the book, too, so I would read the book version. Nice. The, you know, the kid book, like. Abridged. <laughs> with illustrations. Right. I was, uh. <laughs> not even kipling it too but you know i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if you were mm, no. <laughs> this, you're reading uh, newspapers for folks this next color might have been though you never know uh i feel like you guys I, I hate to do this but you guys have gotten kind of the same a lot of a lot of people have seen the same movies or had their first time ever with stoner stuff uh-huh mine was dude where's my car there you go and cheech and chong nice dreams yeah where um uh, the guy smokes weed and he turns into a lizard. I remember oh. that shit. Yeah, it's, uh, like, it's almost a documentary. In fact, I think it is. It's a documentary. Yeah. Uh, you never. You know, I didn't smoke weed and turn until into I was uh, a full-grown boy <laughs> of eighteen. Yeah. And I, I watched Big Lebowski and I watched all this stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't understand. And then you know. Then I understood the lizards and the Cheech and Chongs and the. Nah. Now that I smoke the weed, I you know. I, I'm a hip hip to it, man. Yeah. Caddy. <laughs> Whatever. Daddy There's yo. no point. There's no point. In the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? In the bowl. Oh uh, yes, absolutely in the bowl. Big Lebowski. That's a great one. That's one that's like just a meta movie though, like. If you would have told me that was your first stoner movie, if anybody would have called in and said that was their first stoner movie, I'd have been like, all right, yeah, definitely in the category. But yeah. it's just so overarchingly in its own league. I don't know. What can you say about Big Lebowski? A lot of things. Fucking, it's my favorite. No such thing as a wasted line in that movie? I don't movie. have like a favorite song or a favorite album or a favorite band because I like a lot of stuff. I like a lot of different things and it kind of fluctuates over time, but... Ever since I saw The Big Lebowski, The Big Lebowski's <laughs> been my favorite movie. And nothing has been better than it, you know? I chuckled because C-Dubs in the chat said, is a Super Mario Brothers movie a stoner movie? Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Great flick. Where they're like, whatever, whatever, fucking the Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the guys with the big suits and little heads. 
there's certain movies that just have to be stoner movies. Like, okay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles it takes oh, on a whole yeah, new yeah. vibe after you like stoning out watching that shit. Because they're always like, oh, pizza, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Cowabunga. Yeah, dude. They're, like, totally baked. Yeah. So, like, it, stoners with the doobies edited out, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just skips all of the scenes where they're constantly smoking weed, which is basically between every single scene. Yep. Yeah. It just got chopped on the chopping block. They're like, well, yeah. We can make this rated G. And yeah. then everyone can see it. <laughs> I guess PG, because fighting. Yeah, comic mischief or whatever. <laughs> comic mischief. Uh, every Tink is stoner movie. Yeah, I mean, if you're properly stoned, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I could ever turn uh, fucking the blippy dude into a <laughs> stoner movie or certain things the kid shows. Anything that's come out of PooTube. What is uh, the one I prefer? Oh, the Coco Melon thing. It's particularly that annoying. Is, or like... Any kids out there that watch the baby shark that's the same as Cocomelon, where it's just like... Only more, like, brain fucky? Yeah. Ooh. No, that gets turned off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not my house. That's for sure. But, you know, like, older cartoons, like cartoons that we watched as a kid... Well, if you go bar- if back too far, you get to, like, Arthur and stuff. But I was thinking, like, Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. No, that's fantastic. Smoke some weed, watch some Powerpuff Girls. That one works. <laughs> that Especially one works, their Beatles episode. Ed, 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 Ned, Ed, Ned, 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 All the Eds. Yeah, Eds and Neds. Jesus. Ed, Ed, Ed and Eddie. Ed, Ned, and Freddy. <laughs> That's what the show turns oh. into when you're picked. Team Rocket. Oh, no, man. not Team Rocket. Rocket Power. <laughs> Team Rocket Damn Power. Damn it, I got Pokemon over here on the brain. Oh, man. Evil Kirby's boost. I Who's know, that uh, Pokemon? I know exactly how to cure the uh, Pokemon on the brain. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Oh, but we didn't pick a F-tie for next week, oh, though. Oh, you're right. We always do but this we on can the way do to the lanes while, while yeah. we're walking over there. Yeah, Lace up the shoes, powder the hands, polish the balls. My polished balls are looking for that F-tie list, which just was on top when I was cleaning earlier, but now, of course... That it's showtime, it just like disappears. It migrates to another place entirely. Mm, these like, things what are you gonna do? do happen. One thing that's on there though, wherever the hell it is, I think I might have set it somewhere while I was cleaning. But one thing that's on there that I have never, I, I wrote it down there a long time ago. I think it came up in the chat, but I never read it. Oh, here we go. Because it's never, uh, well, I'll discuss it further, I guess, on the topic, but it's uh, first time I ever lost the game. Oh. Uh, Which, I don't know. I feel like we should do that one eventually just to get it off of the damn list. Well, you said it. Let's do it. Okay. But then I got one to add to the list. Okay. Uh, first time I ever used Chopstick. <laughs> That's how Fletcher wrote it with no first S on the end. First time I ever used Chopstick. F-Ty used Chopstick. Ooh. Also, first time I ever farted in front of a significant other. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Okay. Just kidding. My my friend's experience is much more memorable than mine, but <laughs> thanks to me being an asshole. Excellent, uh, excellent. Yeah. So, yeah, you ready to yeah. go bowling? Yes. And bowlers next week can call us about the first time they ever lost the game. And I'm sure that it'll be updated to reflect that in the chats. Yeah, I'm hoping for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, a 19-year-old woman in Brazil gave birth to twins who had different dads. Whoa. Yeah. She remembered, oh, yeah. I had sex with two guys that day. And uh, it's being touted as a one in a million conception with only 20 other instances cited around the world of this happening. Although there was some pushback from the scientific community that it might be a little more common than that. Well, sure, yeah. Like, people are just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, maybe you don't know. Maybe you didn't check. (laughs) Just don't say nothing. But, uh, yeah, like, there's a 2015 case in New Jersey where a man had to pay child support for one twin because they ran a paternity test. And they were like, oh, this one's yours, that one's not. (laughs) That's a little Um, bit whacked. Yeah. That's why, I mean, life is wild, dude. Yeah, it is. Uh, Eggs, they have a lifespan of like 12 to 48 hours, but sperm, they can live 7 to 10 days, so. That's a haul. Yeah, but you know, she had to get it done within two days, and she was like, yeah, definitely fuck two dudes in one day. That's weird. Now, one of the baby daddies is a full-time dad to both of them. Sure. Which, that would be weird. (laughs) But also, Strange whatever, like, but, you yeah. know what I mean? When they're a baby and then it's yours, you're like, I am taking care of this little baby. Yeah. That's your kid. Even if it's not biologically your kid. Yeah, that's a wild one. It's a weird one. It's a weird one to imagine. Uh, But yeah, so the twins are now 16 months old. And that was what she did for their first birthday was the paternity test. She was like, hmm, they don't really look alike damn yeah so it's a wild one yeah at least one of those guys stuck around yeah it's cool they have a male role model in their lives and a check every month no that was in new jersey that's a different yeah that was in 2015 it was just uh something that was cited as oh no no i think this happens more often than one in a million sure maybe maybe but maybe that was just like one in a million you know there's more than a million babies since 2015. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot more. Yeah. Uh, in China, a man was found safe after he spent two days in the air in a hydrogen balloon. What was he doing in a hydrogen balloon? Getting oh. high? He was gathering pine nuts, actually, and okay. then the balloon became untethered. Oh, no. Yeah, this doesn't seem like a good method. Uh, he had a partner with him in the balloon, and... They jumped down before it got too high and were able to go, you know, get help. And uh, rescuers were able to call his cell phone and he could answer. And so they told him how to slowly deflate the balloon to land it safely. I'm becoming trapped in the balloon. <laughs> Not quite that cool. Rats. <laughs> it's the last thing I needed. Drat the luck. Drat the luck. A great PooTube classic. Oh, my God. Um... But yeah, he had to stand the entire time he was in the air. For two days, this man is standing. Damn. No sleeping for those days, I guess. Unless oh, you're like, yeah, a you wouldn't want to. <laughs> that would be a bad something. time to sleep. Yeah. How could you sleep at a time like this? Sleep and die. Yeah. So uh, he was being treated for some minor back pain. That's it. You know, he did land safely. Very He's cool. all good. So. What a bad mother. Yeah, you go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> Here's an extra one for him. Uh, you know, Florida man 
Can't stay off the lanes. No, of course not. Not the smartest decision a Florida boy can make. Eric Murda said on July 17th, he got lost in the woods at the Lake Manatee Fish Camp in Mayaka City. When he finally found the lake, he decided to swim across rather than walk around. I look over and there's a gator on my right-hand side. Uh-oh. So I went to swim and she got, she got my forearm, so I grabbed her like this and... Like, she's trying to roll, but she snapped her head, so, so my arm went backwards like this completely. He says he fought like for his life. She drug me under three times. She's already got my arm. So so when I, we came up the third time, she finally did her death roll and took off with my arm. And that's just where his story begins. Bones poking out, muscles. Eric Murda says he spent three days trying to find his way out. You can't see anything. Everything's this tall. You know what I mean? Sometimes... I, Sometimes I felt like I was walking in circles. I didn't know. So I started following the sun and power lines and stuff like that, things I could see. After three days in the swamp, he says he stumbled on a fence and a man on the other side. I said, hey, man, I need some help. He says, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and I said, a gator got my arm. He says, holy smokes, man. Now he's adapting <laughs> to a new normal with a new perspective. Oh, no. Do not feed the gators. All right, and you guys know who you are, throwing rocks at them and stuff. I've seen that on the job sites. Leave them gators alone. Damn. Yeah, and don't go swimming in lakes by swamps and yeah. stuff. And don't feed them your arm. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen you throwing rocks. Don't feed the gators. <laughs> they like rocks. You little shits. <laughs> A nice little treat for them. <laughs> oh but yeah, God. you hear how they slipped a new normal oh, in yeah. there. Ugh. You have to live with a new normal. <laughs> <laughs> Such a gross buzz term, buzz phrase. Uh, Ugh, but yeah, man, three days, no arm, wandering. Fucking crazy. Ugh, what a dude. What a soldier. I didn't give him one of these. What a Florida man. <laughs> Cheers to you, Florida man. <laughs> dilly dilly. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we talked about the robbery squad earlier, and here they come. Oh, no. Two Mexico houses were raided in search of an illegal pet tiger. You know, dude's probably just trying to get something to protect him and his family. <laughs> they didn't even find it, though. Of course. But you know what they did find? What did they find? An alligator. Uh, thousands of dollars in cash. 42000 to be exact and precise. Uh, they found some drugs. And by some drugs, I mean two pounds of heroin, ten and a half pounds of cocaine, 49 pounds of pot. Uh, fentanyl and Xanax that in unspecified amounts. They also rack up the guns that were next to the drugs because then they immediately become illegal. Mm -hmm. 17 rifles and pistols. Unspecified Jeez. which of which, how many of each. Uh, and they think that someone uh, might have taken the tiger and brought it to a nearby state. But it's uh, only 60 pounds and under a year old right now. Oh. So, yeah, cub. Like a juvenile tiger. Kitty cat. <laughs> and then, uh, tigers, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. So after I saw that story, oh, and also this, the guy that they raided that owns these two properties, 26 years old. So. Wowie zowie. Yeah. Then I saw this story. Uh, Louisiana police received multiple calls reporting a tiger sighting. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to throw it back on the lanes. Uh, now, they responded. They were getting calls from downtown in a little city, and... Uh, they showed up and they didn't see anything, but because multiple people called it in, they have to believe it was true, you know? Sure. Downtown Homa. 
Louisiana. But, you know, they said that also with social media madness, people can start freaking out. Oh, someone saw a tiger and then, like, see things. Kind of like how people can start freaking out if they think they're in the same room with fentanyl. Yeah. And just, like, suddenly overdose from the air around them, the yeah. oxygen that they're breathing. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, I just saw, oh, Louisiana. I mean, that's a hop, skip, and a jump from New Mexico. But if you think someone's coming to take your kitty cat. Right. Might be willing to move. Beat move feet it. out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of beaten feet. A Stone Age skeleton was found uh, missing a left foot and part of its leg. So researchers think this might be the oldest known evidence of an amputation. The skeleton is allegedly 31,000 years old and found in Indonesia. Mm. Um, Now they say it looks like this amputation was performed when the deceased person was a child. Um, ah, interesting. And I immediately, I was like, yeah, right, it got bit off. Well, they said, it's a clean slanted cut that healed over with no signs of infections, which would have happened with a bite. And there was also mm-hmm. no signs of a crushing fracture if it had snapped off in an accident. Um, now, the person went on to live six to nine years after losing that limb and died as a young adult. Uh. I don't know how they know all these things, yeah, you know? Lot like to glean just, from this a rock. Information sounds so certain. Some bones. They gleaned it from some bones. Yeah, I guess in the rocks around it, huh? But, yeah, you know. The bones, man. Trust. The bones to tell your story. Trust the science <laughs> and the scientists telling this. It, my favorite part of this is at the bottom, there's a disclaimer. It says... The Associated Press, Health, and Science Department receives support from the Howard Hughes Medical Institute's Department of Science Education. The AP is solely responsible for all content. Mm. I was like, huh, I've never, I don't recall ever seeing uh, the AP list their sponsors before. Yeah, what's that all about? Good point. Yeah, I was like, oh, is the Howard Hughes Medical Institute what found this skeleton or something? And they just have to be like, we're just putting it out there, we take their money. We like their money, we take their money, but we wrote this, and it's totally not biased, and it's totally not some kind of a, uh, you know, ad for them. (laughs) Quid pro squid. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Now, the earliest case of uh, an alleged known amputation before this was from a French farmer's skeleton uh, that had its forearm removed 7,000 years ago. So that's a big jump, 7,000 to 31,000 years. No doubt. And what all else is a big jump is 85 years without a fatal attack from a kangaroo. Oh, man. But it once again happened. And a 77-year-old man in Australia who had been keeping a kangaroo as a pet was found at his home with serious injuries after it attacked him and died at the scene. Now, the kangaroo was three years old, and it seems that this man, who happened to be an alpaca breeder, uh, decided to raise it since it was a joey. But when the police and paramedics showed up, they had to shoot and kill the kangaroo because it was keeping them from getting to the guy. Oh, Jesus. Which might be why he died. We'll never know. But what I do know... The roo went berserk. ...is how to kill a roo. You know how to kill a roo? How to kill a roo. It's all you have to do. It's all you have to do. You do. Squeeze his balls, yeah. mate! 
grab it by his fucking balls. <laughs> uh, yeah, you yeah. just grab it by the balls. That's that's I, I saw. I've that heard somewhere. that's the cheat code. Yeah, I saw that somewhere. How to kill a roo. But luckily, it sounds like roos aren't killing you. So hopefully, no one else ever has to do that. <laughs> uh, in Michigan, a college student thinks she found poop in her subway sub. Oh shoot! Yeah, she's a uh, one of these. Well, she's on TikTok. You know, a TikToker. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And poop. So I was gonna play the video, but they just took every fucking opportunity. To advertise her handle and shit and like give her her five minutes of TikTok fame. And I was like, eh, fuck this. <laughs> um, so, you know, she's like, oh, I, I got this sub. I took a bite into it. Something smelled gross. And then I see this brown stuff smeared on the paper. And like, it's either human or dog feces. So she called the police. Oh, my goodness. To have them test it. And the results of the test have not come out. But <laughs> that's this story stinks okay because <laughs> you go to subway and you watch them make your fucking sandwich correct unless you mobile order it but the owner of the franchise watched the footage and was like you know what there's no way that they put poop on this but what happened is that they put the sauce on and then toasted it so it's burnt sauce and oh, i was God. like oh man you know what though they aren't following proto buddy they're not following proto because you don't toast the sandwich before you're after you put the sauce on you know no, you, you toast be. it before yeah. you put the veggies and sauce on after so that was like yeah that could maybe stink and sauce be kind of gross versus poop though burnt sauce uh and how about woman <laughs> well you got me there <laughs> and tiktok it's a lethal combination uh, yeah. so yeah they, they played like three fucking videos or it's under my nails, and your smell is taunting me, and you can't get rid of it. It's definitely poop. It's not chocolate. It's definitely poop. Yeah, no shit. It's neither of those things, probably. But you called the police, so there's your taxpayer <sighs> money at work. There's your taxpayer money. I love when you say that. The moral of the story is if you want to get a Subway sub, always walk up to the counter and watch them make it. It's, then you'll know exactly what's going on there. That's the way to do it, yes. Yeah. The Atlantic Shark Institute in Rhode Island thought that they captured a sonar image of a 50-foot megalodon. Fucking prehistoric shark. Yeah, I clicked that headline. I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, they're back and they're hungry. Sadly, no. Oh, I knew this was going to be a turnaround. Yeah. The shape that they were looking at on their screens transitioned turned out it was a large school of atlantic mackerel <laughs> holy mackerel <laughs> yeah exactly holy mackerel uh, could have been something could have been a big old shark but no could have been the megalodon just a school of little fish and my final story on the lanes tonight is that a woman in nova scotia accidentally threw out five rings but some good Samaritans who worked at the local dump were able to find them. Ooh, what a relief. She was about to counterball it out, bro. Uh, she was having a bad day. Rough time. Um, she put her rings in a solution to wash them, as one may do. And then she put them out on a paper towel to dry them. And she put that on a shelf, you know, so it was just out of the way and they wouldn't get knocked down. Well, I guess her husband came by because, you know, just blame your husband. That's what husbands do. And they come by, you know. Yeah. You come. 
by. Uh, but anyways, he saw this paper towel, and so he just crumpled it up and threw it out. He was like, oh, this fucking paper towel sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't realize that the rings were gone till maybe days later. And I was like, holy shit, where did my rings go? And he's like, uh, were they on that paper towel? Because I threw that out. <laughs> so then she went to the dump and uh, talked to the foreman. And he got five employees to help him look through all this trash for these five rings. Five golden rings. Exactly. One was her wedding ring. Uh, one was a like memorial piece for her dad that her mom had got her when her dad passed away. Uh, and then her grandmother's ring, just heirlooms, you know? And uh, these guys spent two hours looking and fucking found them. Wow. I was like, that's pretty... She's like, two hours hit, and I started getting nervous, and I was like, two hours hit, and we're just starting to look for these fucking things, because we're at the goddamn dump. Right. You could have spent Rings. the rest of your life looking for them shit. Yeah. So, I was impressed. I thought, wow, what a great job, guys. That was impressive, indeed. Yeah. Impressive was the word for that. Well, another successful trip to the lanes. And another bowl in the books. That's right. I can hardly believe it. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. They just keep rolling. Well, we will be seeing you bowlers for a special uh, half halfway undetermined time. Bowls with buds. TBD. TBD uh, with lavish. And of course, we will be back at it next Tuesday and every token Tuesday right here on the Bowl After Bowl stream and the No Agenda stream. All that time, you know I'm going to stay. Sir Spencer Wolf, Kansas City. Yeah, and I'll still be Dolorian next time you hear from me. Until then, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Don't tell them we're high. Listen, we may be a little high. I mean, late. Bowl after bowl. Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. So good. Oh, shit, yes. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Cannabis use disorder. Also known as CUD. They're fucking full of shit. Oh, the bowl after bowl guy? Bowl after bowl.com.